Soul Resonance. This is your host, Craftsdorf. Hello, welcome to the Nenshow Podcast. I'm here with Mathwiz. Say hello, Mathwiz. It's just a simple story about killing a person. Ah! That's all this was. God. God. <laughs> Sorry, you just said that and it just like hit me and I'm like, God. Hate to break the news to you, Craftsdorf, but uh, you gotta go. <laughs> Pulls out I, knife. I don't want to die again. That's happened like... <laughs> Like what? What's killed me like five times? Or anyway, um, so before we get into comments, um, a lot of them were about what's coming next. Like I feel, oh, there was almost more Boruto discussion in the comments than there was Soul Eater discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, like a couple of mentions of um, other series. So first, I'll remind you because we're basically what we're gonna do is we're gonna re- Boruto is just gonna be one episode. That's gonna be our next one, and then we're gonna go into the old school block, which you guys are gonna be voting for. Um, our two picks are only going to be four episodes each, roughly. Maybe a little longer for one of them. We'll see. But um, I'm just saying, if you want to suggest what we're going to re- do for our next patron pick, it's going to be relatively soon because we're going to be doing it after the old school block, which um, we're going to go over now. So, Matthews, what was your pick for the old school block? Um, yeah, my pick was Ashita no Joe. The, uh, the, it's, it's a, I don't know. It's a classic. Yeah. The, <laughs> That's uh, all the I boxing. have to say. Yeah. Um, any particular reason you're interested in it? You because we've we've had this these plan these picks planned for literally like a couple of years now. Yeah, it's um, been or a it's year been a while. I think the only reason I was really interested in that is because like out of the the older ones from the time period we were looking at, I was like, oh, I know someone who has recommended Ashita no Joe, um, mm-hmm. and it's like pretty influential. So yeah. yes, it'll be it's it, like it's yeah no it's um I've read it twice I'm I really like it I'm gonna be really glad to be discussing it in in like full detail because it's it's a great manga, um but my pick was Kanikumon which is you know the Shonen Jump series um I my only like exposure to it was like a bit of Ultimate Muscle like the sequel um which I guess to specify when I say Kanikumon I mean just like the original run the first thirty seven volumes because it's as I understand it there's um. It has it has a sequel, um, which was Ultimate Muscle, quote unquote, which is basically the I guess you could say it's the Boruto to Kanikamon's Naruto, where it focuses on the next generation and stuff. And then then after that, he went back to and did like a, a Kanikamon two kind of, but it's like like if you go on my analyst, it still says Kanikamon is ongoing because it it resumed the original story basically after he finished the um the the ultimate quote Ultimate Muscle. But both, neither of those are fully translated. Only the original run of one to, volumes 1 to 37 is translated, so we're, we're, I think we're only going to read that for now until something changes, because I just, I, I only want to be following, like, one part of a series at, like, at, at, at the same time, basically. Like, I don't want to be following, like, oh, let's start, both, read, read both of them. No, that's, that's just confusing, and what's the order then? Um, on a similar note, so yeah, next time we will be doing Boruto, which I'll explain, I'll, um, but, um... Yeah, it's. I think there was even one person. I think was it Max Musterman? They were ta- commenting about how Boruto is shorter than the usual, like because usually like our limit for a series is ten volumes. The thing with Boruto is that like it's an on- it's a sequel to Naruto, so its length kind of doesn't matter as much. For, like yeah, it's probably gonna be over ten volumes by the time it's over. But it's most importantly is that it's a sequel to Naruto, so we're. Like the only reason we didn't read it before was because we were just kind of like we want to move. We've we've been on Naruto for fourteen episodes. We just had a four-hour podcast. Can we move on to something that isn't Naruto? We, yeah, and back then that was um, <laughs> you know, Naruto was the only series we had done. Right, right. So we kind of you know, it's like you know, as much as we'd enjoyed it and as much as we'd got from it, 
we just wanted we kind of wanted to move on so um here and uh so here we are doing uh, finally going back to naruto with borto which we'll talk about more about it of course because we have our own histories and stuff like i've seen some of the you know anime and it, it, we have the whole naruto podcast too of course um but yeah so yeah then after that we'll be doing so we'll be doing either ashina joe or kanikuman and then we will do the other of the two in case you have not been around we you you vote for it so in the in the description you'll find a straw poll but where you get to vote between uh, Kinikamon and Ashina Joe and see which one we read first. Again, like we're not going to not read the other one. Um, so yeah, that's uh, go ahead and vote and decide which one we're reading next. And if you want to suggest a series for the next patron pick, I highly recommend you pay attention to the second series that we read because that's when we're going to like ask for picks, uh, start the poll and end the poll like during that that second reading. So that then after we read both Ashina Joe and Kinikamon we'll do the next patron pick. I think last time, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Vinland Saga, and Toriko were all, they were like, like those three were tied with Soul Eater for quite a, for a few days. Um, as, like all in number one, for like four series tied in first place. <laughs> kind of, I did kind of nuts. Um, but Soul Eater pulled ahead at the end. So, um, and if you want to suggest, you know, uh, I think, I don't think Gash Bell was on there because that one was mentioned. I think Shaman King might've been on that poll. But yeah, so just, you don't have to be a patron the whole time just during that period where you have, like, if you want to suggest it, you have to be a patron during there and then you vote and then you can unpatron if you want. Like, if you only want a patron during that period, that's, I don't, you know, sure, that's fine. I don't, you know, um, I'm not going to hold it against you. It's it's your money to spend. So that about covers it for the, what we're doing next. Because, uh, yeah, this is the final soul re- re- reading. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to do discuss not at length. Um, I might try it, but uh, yeah. So later not, of course, is what I mean. But um, anyway, comments. Did you have any comments, Mathwiz? I did not have any. Okay. Um, so yeah, Echolocation clarified Saw's name. It's, it is... Uh, see, I'm pretty sure I know what happened. Because, like, yeah, they were calling him Giriko. And my brain was kind of remembering the name for... The, the Japanese word for Saw, which ends in Giri. It's like, uh, I wrote it down. No, I didn't. I, th- I thought I wrote it down. But, like, so my brain was wondering if it was, like, translation thing, where his name was just Saw in Japanese... And then they just translate it, but then they stop translating it, but then it's like, no, that's not even correct. So his name's just Giriko. Like, Saul was the name that he was, pre- uh, of his fake identity that he was, he was pretending to be when they first met him. And that's what I just was calling him throughout, because that was the name I associated with him while, you know, skimming through. Um, he also point- talked about uh, Subaki and Black Star's, like, reading of, like, the sky and the stars and how that associates with them, which I thought was good. Since it's sort of, you know, like, yeah, that's a good reading. Um, oh, and also Kid's Sanzu lines, which we'll talk about more in general um there was a really long comment by Paranel um Circia who had but it was on this reading so I don't want to discuss it any because we haven't even discussed the material he's talking about yet um and G. Wright Dunn had a um one on like kind of the love letters sort of observing that like Soul was given a lot of attention and I don't know like there's I, I feel like there might be more to it and maybe I'll think of something there but they they pointed out that like um like, a lot of the antagonists go alone, sort of like that. Like, Justin, Justin Law, um, Giriko go for, like, they're, you know, they, 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 they fight alone even though they're weapons. And then, like, you know, where obviously, like, all the main characters are, are together. But even with the main characters, you have, like, Kid and uh, Blackstar. And I guess in that instance with the Love Letters, Soul, who kind of outshine their partner, even though, like, yeah, they got there together. So, um, I just thought that was uh, kind of interesting to note, even though, you know, but I don't have much to say beyond that. So, 
All right, so yep, we're gonna go through the discussion and then we'll end off as usual with our characters, arc rankings, and um, fights. So yeah, starting off, um, they're getting ready to do the uh, go through the, use the the witches to go through the book of Avon to rescue Kid. Um, turns out it's basically like a layers, of the, you know, the seven layers, which each one is kind of like you know, kind of like hell or something, where each one is represented by a sin. So they have to kind of overcome the sins as they go on. And it starts off with lust because, of course, fan service. Um, See, this one, um, it, I don't know, because I remember in the, the the One Piece one, I had, like, uh, I talked a little bit about, like, the, yes. the gender swap thing. Because, like... Or, yeah, or well, specifically, it was when uh, Law swapped everyone's bodies around. So you had, like, um, Sanji and Nami's body and uh, Frankie and Chopper's body, like that is what you're referring so, to. So... Yeah, so like going, go, like when this happened, it just kind of gave me the thought that like, oh, it would be interesting if like a story did a, because you know obviously this isn't the first story we've read that has done a random gender swap section. Or something to this, yes, and, exactly. But like the the effects of it never really stick. Um, it's just kind of like, a, oh, what if we had a fun little uh, adventure where the characters were different genders? Like that, that's that's fun. That's funny. There can be yeah, comedy and, there, and stuff yeah, ensuing um, here. I, yeah, and there's some, there's like like the the whole thing that it, it like become a becomes a contest because the the person who turns back last is the most like horny and it was Tsubaki for some reason like okay I I, I don't remember her being um you know but it was fun. it was like uh, funny uh, character interaction stuff I, but I did want to say or what were you gonna say well to to kind of finish my thought before you jump in um yeah, yeah no yeah I I, I thought it, I no I I had a little bit of a um. I don't know. It was kind of funny because there is a little bit of payoff to this at the end of the story that I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting. Um, oh, yeah. And that made the joke kind of funny because I was like, huh, it would be interesting if uh, the effects of this ever stuck, but they never do. Uh, or I don't know. Like, it's it's a weird. It's not like a flaw of. in the story or anything, but it's like my personal like interest. It'd be like, oh, what if like they somehow worked uh, a character just like suddenly becoming a different gender into into their character arc? And I don't think it would have worked here. Um but every time I see it, it's just a thought that I have. Um, yeah. well, I but then the say, fact that um, there was actually an effect that stuck later, even if it was a very minor one, I was like, oh, hey, <laughs> they got me. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say, um, as far as a story that actually, do- like a shonen story specifically that does something, there is an, a gender swap arc in, I, so I haven't read the, gotten this far. I only watched like 30 episodes of Gintama. And apparently there's an arc later where the characters gender swap. And for one character specifically, I've heard it does a lot. It does really interesting things. Like this is all secondhand. Of course, um, it would be Gintama. Like... Right? Like oh, oh, it's only seventy <laughs> volumes, Mathless. It's not that bad. <laughs> um, I just yeah. know Gintama has a reputation for being, um, you know, the good shit. Um, so it's like, oh, of yeah, course, no. Gintama would yeah. do something that, like, oh, hey, here's a trope. Let's mess with it. Right, right. And of course, of course Gintama is also infamous for having a like a hard to get into start where, you know, speaking as someone who liked one episode out of the first 34, I'll get back. I'll, I'll try it again. I just like, I don't know. I, I felt like I should watch something else in the meantime. Um, and uh, I, but yeah, a lot of people on my server like it. So, you know, I'm sure there's cool, cool stuff to it. And that sounded like I heard that even before I watched it. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And now that you mentioned it here or the, that, that idea here, I was like, hey, here's an example that math was might, you know, have in mind for the future um 
so or something we can look for maybe maybe go, patrons go go see just gintama for the the nen show <laughs> just uh, just something you could do if you're if you if you like you know if you're interested um it's like i said it still won't be for a couple months because we have to go through uh kitty kwan and, and joe but just just a suggestion um Sorry, but yeah, you had a thought. I kind of pulled it away oh, no, from I was, you. That, that was it. I was just going to move on with the oh, discussion okay. after that. I just wanted to mention Gintama because I because that's like math was. This is what you've been wanting. <laughs> so <laughs> um. I did think though, like I don't know. This is like a weird segue to make for it, but like the art this this section has been really good, and I thought that like the 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 general um, aesthetic of the character, like when the with the gender swapped character designs, I thought they were. I don't know. It was just, it was just it was cool. Uh, there was, it wasn't just like, uh, I don't know, like there was attention paid to like, I don't know, face, facial expressions and stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, I really liked how Patty has like, like the beanie and just looks like super, <laughs> like super punk. Um, like there's a lot, there's a lot of fun with the, the designs here. Right, right. Like, yeah, they're definitely, you know, skewed to be, or, you know, like, or like Harris, Killick's hairstyle is not quite like his original hairstyle but you know when he's as a girl but um yeah yeah he just had fun with it and except maka who's basically the same which is funny because they comment on it where it's you know she just has like shorter hair and a different uniform yeah but she had already kind of had like the you know like the tie and everything so it's it's like yeah she looks the same and it's (laughs) it's funny um but anyway we um we see uh the great old one who uh like he has a conversation with kid which um comes back later because he talks about um like all the other the other like the eight uh, recurring number eight like i said like not just with kid but just the author really likes that number um you know how there were like eight you know really strong guys in the past including shinigami and then oh that's right fucking (laughs) they reveal the the one because they they attach each of them to like a kind of concept um Oh, it's funny that, like, see, like, this is why I say the author has a preference for the number eight, because only five, like, actually come up. Three of them were just killed before the series even begins, and we don't even find out what their deal is. We don't know anything about them. They don't matter. But there still just happens to be eight. Um, <laughs> so, like, because um, we only find about um, order, uh, knowledge, power, anger, and fear. And then, you know, and we see all of them. Um, but, uh... But yeah, well, I guess we'll talk more. But you know, just establishes the the stuff to because like what we also find out is like that since they're so extreme, all of these extremes sort of uh, give way, you know, lend themselves to madness basically in a sense. Like um, you know, we find out a few things about Ashura later. So Ashura, so yeah, and um, kid sort of gets affected by the um the great old one and which, oh that uh, that course, big two page spread where it's just like. The, the colors are inverted and he's just in like a black void when like the madness overtakes it's uh it's good yep um and that leads to some good stuff later that we'll definitely talk about um but yeah so basically um kid when he gets touched by the madness of power he sort of um he comes to the like the conclusion that like his sort of like his his real perfect ideal is basically nothing nothingness like that um you know the sort of like you know, emptiness of the, and uh, when everything's like destroyed and gone is it's perfection because there's no it's beyond symmetry. It's you know, um, he sort of he sort of gets that idea in his head and from the from the madness and so he's like yeah you know well because you know it's also you know you could take it as like um, like Shinigami he manages the cycle of life and death so by you know putting the balance on death then it sort of does what you know he's like 
he's making an exaggerated extreme version of his father's you know deal and but in line with like his desire for perfection so yep that happens um I do like how this comes back later as well. Like how the whole idea oh, of kid, nothingness honestly? ends up playing off of, you know, other characters and their deals. And yeah, this is, I, I now I understand what people, what that one person was saying about like, oh, it takes a while for kids uh, sort of character arc to pay off. Cause it, it really, a lot of good payoff in this, yeah. in this stretch of chapters. Like, um, cause like, you know, I was seeing the buildup and I was like, yeah, this could be interesting. And it, it paid off. I was like, yeah, kid. Awesome. <laughs> um, like he, I would now say he's up there as one of my favorite characters, um, in the series, even though like, yeah, like not just for the setup, but for the payoff and, uh, this is good. Um, um, but anyway, uh, Blair transforms into a hot dude and they, they go to the next level. Like, um, they kind of skip through it. Like, like, like not every character even goes to every level, but, um, we do see every level at least. I do think it's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know what, what like idea it means, but um, the fact that like Blair is this character who seems to transcend lust, like even the, <laughs> the character who's there to be like the temptress um, or no, what's the word? Uh, is it the siren? I don't know. It's some sort of like Greek reference. Yeah, no, the um, siren is the, the, the Greek reference. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's like Blair's completely unaffected. Like Blair ends up, having them having the you know the siren swoon over them and it's uh <laughs> it's 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 funny yeah though we don't see who like because blair was in cat form i think towards the end of the arc so we don't actually know if blair was the last one to transform it because it could she she could have been the last one transform to transform before sabaki but we kind of we don't really like it's not given a conclusion so i did have that thought but I, um or maybe i'm i've just missed well yeah because you but... you have the other two characters um who are yeah, like no were it wasn't who, us yeah. surely it was blair <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um i don't know like i generally like i know okubo likes to make a lot of like sex jokes and it if a, a lot of it kind of gets on my nerves but i don't know i find <laughs> i'm not always super interested in sex but like i'm interested in sexuality and like how that can be no, explored that makes sense. yeah for like characterization right, and stuff like haha the characters are pervy then it's just like yeah that's just it's just that's just it but it what it is but then when it, yeah when it when it's a little more than that then it, yeah it could be interesting that's understandable i see where you're coming from i mean like yeah i don't um, know what i don't know what to take away from oh tsubaki and um liz are the horniest characters uh, like i don't know i don't know what to take away from that um right but i don't right, know like, there, there is some interesting stuff in here anyway then we get to like the gluttony they just fight the pig and then we start getting to the the like the the um the meat of it with when, yeah uh, with the envy chapter where we see all of Mak- maka's like insecurities and hang-ups where she's you know like oh you're not you're not that really you're not really that good of a, a weapon meister you know you, you like there there's a reason nobody wants you yeah um, it's it's um it leans into this idea that like soul has just been carrying her the entire time that like she uh, which has it has been something that has come up periodically you know it's been repeated throughout the story that there's kind of a i don't know there's something there right cuz he's yeah he's kind of amazing in a couple of different ways and she's playing catch up you know like he's you know, like he's being held back by her, but then um, at the same time, like through their unity, they're 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 able to become strong. You know, so it's like there's just, like the the fl- the flawed thinking is trying to focus on one or the other. Like in this case, like yeah, Maka isn't as strong as Soul. You know, but um, at the same time, like Soul's the only one, or no, Maka's the only one who Soul opened up to. So you know, um, like because of that, they're able to achieve this unity and go even further. But um. 
But yeah, like I'm just looking at this one, um, this one panel of Maka. Like she's got just got tears in her eyes, and it's kind of a muted reaction, but it's like it, it's still good because it's like yeah, she just brushes away when Soul comes by, and just like yeah, I'm fine, everything's fine, and then everything is not fine because yeah. it comes back later. Um. Yeah, and it's it's the same for Soul. Like he's got um, yes. like the envy for his brother, and he's like, oh, I'll never measure up. Um, and right, so he's, he's like, like, no, no, I didn't see a vision. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, oh, Soul, you know, Soul, you're so good at music. And he's like, no, I, I, I'm nothing. Like, and I think they even point out later that Soul's the only one who's been saying that he's not as good as his brother. Like, it's just, it's all him. It's all, you know, in his mind. Like, yeah, he's probably a great musician. And he is. He plays the greatest song in the world by the end of the series. But um, just the fact that, like... He he doesn't see that like he you know he is his own worst enemy in this sense. Um, but uh, I guess that is kind of interesting now, now that I think about it. Because um, like for for Maka, I guess like her mother isn't a big influence, but she's like a character who is mentioned who never shows up in the story. And so mm-hmm. for Soul, like he has an older brother who is mentioned, but um, never gets you know never has like an active role in the story. And I guess that kind of yeah, plays he... into um, one yeah. of the little uh atsushi uh jokey bits but it was like um okubo was talking about how uh you know like when he was creating soul eater like he didn't want it to be the kind of story that relies a lot on like flashbacks and what happened in the past it's very much like Mm -hmm. what is happening in the present and going forward and i think that's i don't know maybe that's kind of part of that like these characters who have had an influence on who these people are in the present uh but who don't necessarily um play a role yeah, I didn't think about that, about how, like, yeah, we don't get a, like, we do hear about the past, but we don't, we and we do get a few flashbacks, but yeah, there's, it's not like, you know, like, we don't get the the big Maka flashback, or the big, or the big uh, Black Star flashback, or the big Tsubaki flashback, like, we don't, we, we don't get, like, we, we yeah, we get their past coming back, but we don't, Oh, yeah, and like, like, Black Star has White Star, but White Star never shows right, up. Right, right, like, we never see, oh, here's the, the White Star, the clan, Star Clan Massacre, we, we don't get, we, we get, like, it's, it's all very, when it happens, it's all very brief, and, yeah, so it, 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 it acknowledges the past, but it mostly focuses on going forward, and, um, I hadn't thought about that, yeah, that's true, um. Because I kind of didn't read all those or read many of them. So. Well, I mean, most of them don't amount to anything. It's just like, ah, Yeah, that's the thing. It's like the one, every time I read them, it's just like a bunch of goofy gag stuff. But then every time you bring it up, it's like, oh, you know, Medusa. Oh, oh. Um, the that's why, that's why I was reading them all, because I figured eventually <laughs> there'd be something in there. And there was. But every time I did, read them, I was like, where is anything in here? So it's just like, God damn it. <laughs> Weird, because most of them are just shit posts. They're just at the end of the volume. And he's, he's, they're all sketchy, and he's just kind of. None of the jokes are. It's just like ah, oh, explosions and char- character died. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess I don't know. Maybe you could read like super deep into it. Like oh, it's some kind of like meta commentary on um, creating manga. It, I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I so, did um... I did kind of wonder if. Um, I I don't know. I don't think it was ever mentioned or that there's any basis for this, but I was like, are like the recurring characters that keep showing up and disappearing? Are these like substitutes for like editors of the manga and how like yeah, or assistants that like, you know, people will come and go throughout the, but I, I have no idea if that's even true. I think I had that that thought like while reading it, because I guess the author who else is going to be hanging out with, but his assistants and, you know, editors and stuff like, because that's what, what I see in like, um, like they're not all translated by but um uh Kazuhiro um well, I can't remember his name right now um 
The guy who did Ushio Torikaraku Circus. Like, yeah, he'll have his himself, his, like, author and avatar and his editor, or his assistants doing in, like, a little comic at the end of a volume. You know, like, so, you know, who else is it gonna be? Um, but, uh, anyway, um, I guess moving on a bit. <laughs> so they're on the Wrath floor. And fucking Excalibur shows up. Yes, I I, I love wh- how I love what uh, Okubo did with Excalibur. <laughs> like he turns out to be one of the great old ones, and uh, specifically the great old one who like gives people madness through anger, and it's so perfect. Yes, I also <laughs> thought it was interesting because I, I mean Excalibur never really had a huge role in the story, but probably like a reason why he. I mean, maybe maybe he had this plan from the beginning, but like the fact that Excalibur was like the sixth most popular character in the the popularity poll, uh, that kind of surprised me. But also, I mean, Excalibur he's very good for the memes, and he he definitely has presence. And like the fact that he's in one of the more like dramatic scenes towards the end of the uh, towards mm-hmm. the end of the uh, the the manga, and like Okubo makes it work. Like, oh yeah, Excalibur. Like, there's a there is an air of um what's the word of like grandi i can't think of the word um like there's an air of importance to excalibur mm-hmm. and like even though he's yeah, otherwise even... just this running gag um it's yeah, interesting can... and I, I you know and it is like perfect how like he manages to make this character who's kind of infuriating and but no he he, he was always associated with the concept of like like yeah he shows up on the wrath floor of, you know of course he does and yeah he's the the old one of anger so he's just so perfect because, fuck. God damn it. Um, like, and then, like, there's the one page where he's arguing with Blackstar, and it's like, wow, Blackstar's text bubbles are in the gutters of the book. They're kind of hard. Like, Noah's like, man, this is kind of hard to read. Which is great, because it's, like, a meta joke. Yeah. But it's not like... Like, there's, there's a moment later that breaks the fourth wall with Marie and Stein... But, like, this doesn't really... It's kind of like... It's like nudging the fourth wall, but, like, Noah is literally reading it in a book. Like... It's it's a meta-meta joke. (laughs) Right. So it's, like, meta, but it's also not meta. It's fucking... (laughs) Obviously, it didn't impact us because we're we're probably reading digitally. But, you know, if we had the physical volume, you know, we'd have... We'd be in Noah's shoes, which makes it even funnier. Um, Uh... I and also somehow, really like, like the or, panel that I posted on Twitter, which is fool. <laughs> surely you aren't suggesting that. Or no, I read it backwards. Too late. I ruined it. Go on, move on. Next question. It works both ways. That's the best part. <laughs> um, and I was also gonna like because it's funny that the like the index makes the the fuck Excalibur face, even though his face doesn't work for it at all. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> I think that's maybe that's not the last time it shows up in the manga, but it's uh. <laughs> like you know, he 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 keeps reusing the face, but in this case, it works because it happens in a place that it shouldn't happen. So it adds just a, a layer of absurdity to the joke that makes it work. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get to the next layer, and he's still fucking there. He just followed them like, what an asshole. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about that. It's just like. <laughs> I mean, I guess it, it, it. I don't know. It's all. It also re- like retroactively makes. Um, how like a lot of his jokes or his screen time, like he would, he would get some like two page spreads. So there would be a lot of, (laughs) even if it was kind of like, you know, it was a joke and that it was like taking the, the seriousness out of a two page spread for the sake of like the, the one where it's just a close up on his face. Um, but like retroactively you can look at that and see is it's, Oh, this is how important he is. Like he just commands the, I don't know. Oh yeah, he, he's yeah. one of the you great know, old ones, so he just commands the stage whenever he's there. Even if it's there. in a comedic way, he's still because yeah, that you're right. Because um, that, yeah, I 
maybe it's I don't read enough comedy manga, but like you know the way they use two page spread is definitely like has to be different, obviously. And like this is it's still an action manga, but he's using a comedy character to do these comedic two page spreads, which is you know. Uh, and yeah, because it's always like just Excalibur is coming in from the right side and the left page is like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's great. Um, and yeah, the one of the, the just his face just zoomed in on just goddamn. <laughs> but anyway, Liz uh, uses Excalibur to cut through space and just throws him through the hole. <laughs> it's like, get out of here. But anyway, then we get to layer six sloth where we're back to um, Maka and Soul. Or, you know, the the unresolved envy from last time, Burden's Maka, and she's just like, you know, I'm gonna give up. I really like the 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 pages leading up to that where it's almost like I don't know, there's a lot of empty white space and I don't know, I guess like the one like it, it almost looks like puzzle pieces or like things are like chipped off. Um so yeah. it's not even like full panels. Uh so it's just like a lot of emptiness to the pages. And it's, I don't know. The it's author good... was too slothful to draw the whole page. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I guess you could also read it that way. <laughs> but no, no, I, the way it like, like, it's, fits it's the a... mood and just like, well, because like even the way that the, because it's always on the bottom. So it's almost like the panels are kind of like, makes me, like, it makes me think of like they're dripping almost like, you know, yeah. like, you know, for Maka's just, you know, or she feels down in that sense. So like just the way that the parts are pointing off downwards just has that sort of downward motion to it, I guess, is if that makes sense. Um, but it's just like, no, it's, yeah, it, it's really, you know, good. It, it's qu- good. Oh, you know, so, um, <laughs> I just noticed this cover page or this, this chapter title page rather, which has like, cause she's uh, Maka saying that she wants soul to leave her. And of course, like there's a bunch of clockwork gears and they're start like, there's, there, there's like creaking and cracking. Cause, and as we see with Krona later, she very much, or Krona very much talks about the, uh, mentions gears as sort of like a thing for the, you know, the, the weapons and meisters working together and people understand yeah. each other so um of course they're starting to go out of whack with maka you know gra- you know gripped by sloth in this way but yeah soul tries to talk maka out of it but she points out that you know he must have saw- seen something too and then giriko comes in yeah and i um it is interesting that that giriko's conflict takes place in in the sloth chapter because he's the one who spent 800 years um you know, waiting, just biding his time to really get his vengeance, and then, uh, you know, when the big when the big time came, he ended up he ended up getting uh, taken out. He was asleep for the whole thing, um, so he like missed his <laughs> chance. And I don't know, it was probably something that it says about waiting for so long for things. Yeah, because and then because I'm trying to think about the fight too, because um, like well, you know, because he's he he's being unrestrained and just like like he you know he he's not yeah in this moment he doesn't seem to be gripped by much sloth at all unless you want to um hmm because he's also still focused on like avenging arachne the past and stuff um because he never you know he was uh going through bodies and stuff um in in service to arachne for basically yeah yeah you could almost say because yeah he was just yeah you're right he was completely asleep during the the whole climax and stuff so um like all that waiting is basically amounted for nothing, and he he kind of refuses to move on in that sense. Um, so I guess you could frame him as slothful in that way. Um, yeah, because I guess like the thing in this fight, um, he's kind of you know he's fighting to avenge Arachne, which I guess is um, I don't know, it's kind of something in the past. Whereas like Solomaker trying to move forward, maybe there's something there too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I don't know. I, I'll I'll get to that part because uh, the others reach the uh, the last floor. Greed. 
Oh no, that that's that's oh oh yeah. See, okay, and Black Star gets to a uh, kid around the same time. But yeah, it, uh, looks like yeah, the fights like jumping back and forth. So I'll do my best to kind of try and you know keep the discussion like going. But uh, if I get confused, that's just you know normal at this point. <laughs> but yeah, Soul tries to fight alone, and Girico even says like, "You aren't like." Um, me and Justin, which kind of like I was talking before, is like, yeah, the antagonists are, you know, prefer to be alone by and large. Um, well, even not necessarily being alone, but they prefer to fight alone. Like, they're not soul resonating with anyone. So it's like, even if they're working with other people, they aren't connecting to those people or understanding them. Um, or soul's like, yeah, he, he's trying to be like that. Um, but he's right in the moment because, you know, Maka is... Um, pulling herself away from him and basically like she's basically doing you know what you know she she you know she thinks what you know is ideal for soul but that's not true at all because you know she's just being gripped by her sloth and her flaws but like you know so, but, like soul as you know he, he gets the shit beat out of him she's like wait no uh, I'm an idiot he does need me um. yeah and this kind of gets the payoff to what was set up b- back when Kiriko first appeared about you know he's this weapon who can fight on his own he doesn't need a meister um so like soul he he had wanted to measure up in that regard to be a weapon who could fight on his own but really that's not when he's strongest and so mm-hmm. i think the same kind of applies to Giriko because like yes he's fighting on his own um but you know and you know it, it there's a there's a lot of connections because it ends up tying back to krona about you know being someone who can fight individually Versus, like, being able to, like, accept your weakness and rely on others. And that's where, like, the strength um, mm-hmm. comes from. Because you have Maka and Soul working together, and they are the ones who, um, I don't know. Because, like, you do have characters who can fight on their own, but they're generally the ones who end up falling short. Right, like, um, you know, and then, because, yeah, I can't think of any... Like Shinigami take, like fights Ashura alone, but at the he also that's only like briefly, and he gets wounded, and then he doesn't you know get into any real fights for the rest of the series. And uh, no, or maybe he was fighting with uh, Maka's dad. I don't remember now. It's been a while. Um, but yeah, like yeah, all the all the DWA guys fight with, in unity, you know, in groups. So, but anyway, Black Star reaches kid. Um, a soul starts playing the piano to uh, you know get power to stop you know win. But um, it doesn't work, and Giriko just swaps bodies, which I guess might feed into the idea because, like, it's it's like you know, Giriko's doing something that would you know, in in theory, be like something regarding like change and something, but he's still exactly the same. Like, I even think he he comments about the fact that it's a woman, and it's like, you know, it's just like he doesn't, or yeah, I guess he, yeah, he doesn't have control over it. Like, yeah, he'd rather be a in a in a, ma- a male body because that's what he's you know he just prefers, but like. Um, you know, he's not, I don't know, he's not accepting anything and moving forward. He's just, like, lamenting that things are changed, kind of, um, maybe is what I'm trying to say. Hmm. Yeah, I think that that's an interesting idea that... Yeah, I don't hmm. know if, it, yeah, I don't know. I'm, t- I'm, still, I'm still trying to figure this one out, because it's also, like, a we you know, kind of a, um, because, you know, he basically, like, you know, he, he dies because his heart explodes, because, um, you know, it, it, it like... I forget if it was part of the like the layer, or the 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 sloth layer. I'll have to skim back through it. But um, I definitely didn't like, you know, I didn't have that moment of like, yes, I understand everything now. <laughs> like I didn't dislike it, but I definitely wasn't fully like, you know, feeling that I'd grasped it, grasped it, you know. 
Yeah, because it's it's less that like Maka and Soul defeat de- defeated Giriko, and more that like he defeated himself. Right. But anyway, the on to the uh, um, it cuts to the Black Star for a bit. Um, he like on the greed chapter, he mentions that like what he wants the most is power. You know, to defeat enemies, to protect friends, and in this case, save kid. Um, so he's he's allowed to be the one to move on, move ahead, and run, run into kid properly. And yeah, they have a they have a kid and Black Star have a bit of a conversation. Like they kind of talk, bring up how, you know, they they've been interacting over the years. Like um, like how Kid was the only person who actually like recognized and t- took Black Star and his like, uh, ideal seriously. You know, for a, a transcending God. And how also you know, um, Kid beating up Black Star gave him a wake up call and helped him to grow. Sorry, I'm rereading the uh, some of the parts of the Giriko fight because I think it's getting to the end, and I just want to see if I have anything else to note. Note. Oh, okay. Actually, I did have one other observation. So, uh, did you have anything to add about the Giriko fight before I try to, you know, say what I just noticed? Um, With, uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, because basically Giriko um is basically about to win, and then you know his soul kind of goes out of whack, and we we keep seeing the visual of it like starting to bleed and explode, and I don't know what I kind of noticed is that like. Maka and you know is even trying to like s- tell him, like help him to make sh- like keep him from dying basically even though he's an enemy and like explaining like you know your soul your soul can't take it and you know basically warning him but he still refuses to you know connect his gears to anyone's even his enemies so to speak so he he ends up dying basically so because he just utterly rejects you know um, Maka basically. And yeah, he just uh, just dies. He just dies, pretty much. So that's that's all. That's I guess what I got. A little, well, you know, not. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Black Star is asked about the the power that he seeks, and he's just like, yeah, power is power. Like he's not going to, you know, fall. Like he's he wants the power that he wants, and like he's not going to become a ki- a kishin and um do that. Like like you know, he doesn't. He, he he's not gonna. He's gonna get his power on his own terms. So, uh, you know, he's not being like, it's the greed chapter, but he's able to like sort of move on. Like he's not being controlled by that, his greed for power, basically, as we've sort of, you know, seen from his growth up to the series so far, which I guess is kind of why he's able to surpass Kid because Kid, you know, because he hasn't gotten that focus, he hasn't grown as much throughout the series up to this point, you know, and and at this moment, he's like, he's fallen in his ideals and sort of moved away from his like you know, perfection and order and symmetry thing as he's gone to, you know, nothingness. Yeah, I feel like this fight, um, I feel like this is where I really started to kind of get get invested for the home stretch. Like, um, mm-hmm. forgot where I was going with that. I already lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's, yeah, because, like, we, we get a little bit of flashback of Kid meeting the Thompsons, and, like, at first they were going to, like, take advantage of him, but then, like, they actually started to, you know, to, like, see, you know, connect with him and his, um derpiness and laugh and you know can't become friends with him like you know he got this um you know you know he was able to make these connections and like black servant says like what you're just gonna are you gonna destroy them too are they gonna become nothingness and you know uh trans symmetrical perfection um like he, he you know he's basically calling um kid a coward for running away from his struggle with perfection and imperfection sort of um i also really like the parallel um, that is drawn, or maybe not a parallel, but just like a connection made to the the fight with with Mifune, uh, where you know Blackstar talks about nothingness and like you know having 
and empty emotions and sort of like the re- tying it back to the resolution of his fight with Mifune where, you know, he won, but it was, you know, it wasn't like a triumphant victory that he was looking for. He kind of was left with kind of like, not he was feeling nothingness. Yes. Um, right. Which, yeah, I guess that goes back to like the connection thing where it's like, this is a person who, you know, he, he's Mifune and Blackstar are basically like that, like that, you know, maybe we could have been friends kind of trope if like the world went differently, you know, and the D, like, cause it was purely like the DWMA's thing with witches that pushed Mifune away from DWMA as yeah. you know, becomes a big issue later. So it's like, here's two people who could have connected, but because they were enemies, Blackstar had to kill Mifune and, you know, so, and that made him feel empty by this lack of connection. And kid, that's basically what kid wants is complete emptiness you know with nothingness and you know by bringing up his friends he's pointing out kid's contradiction and of course black star himself is kid's friend and so um i also really like the line where black star mentions um how everybody you know laughs at him whenever he said that he would transcend the gods but kid never looked down on him like kid took him at his word and oh yeah um, and and so yes or go on yeah there's just like a good sort of mutual respect thing going on there um yeah and it makes sense because kid is like yeah he has the body of a god he is the son of you know shinigami but also he's well aware of his own imperfections yeah and he he doesn't look down on humans um which is obviously has a big tie back to the the conclusion of the series and kind of where he ends up going so it's it basically like the kid, you know, sees his flaws that like, especially through most of the series, he's, he, he doesn't like his flaws at all, but it's also because he had those flaws. Like, and as we see with Shinigami, because he was allowed to sort of live as a human, even though he is a God that he was able to like connect with them and, um, you know, like, like come, come to have these friends that he doesn't want to, you know, be, you know, gone from in the end. So it's, and you know, like, yeah, and his hangups are basically like his actually his good points. Basically, um, the fact that he's imperfect, which you know, go. I think I mentioned this before. It's just a common Buddhist thing where you know imperfection is good because you know, um, you know, you're all, you strive to be better and do more and um, such. So, because if you are perfect, you you just stagnate basically. But yeah, he you know he uh, yeah kid. When the question comes up again, he realizes that like you know that how his yeah he's you know kid, you know a black star is right like yeah kid just wants like death and everyone to die and he's like no no i don't want that that's not really what my ultimate order is so he comes back to you know sanity basically and then the great old one you know like it, it, he has like the spooky old like cthulhu almost design with like tentacle mouth at times um and obviously he's really shadow and inky but he's still he's not a bad guy he's like because he explains how you know he talks about um like even Shinigami's ultimate order like creates madness in as which yeah we, we very directly see like not only with Ashura but also like the witches like the witches were pushed away they're 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 they don't count for this order so they're forced into madness because that's the only option given to them and that's why you know so they're antagonist you know that's why they're they they antagonize DWA because it's you know that that's it just they don't fit with the ultimate order um and of course yeah it comes up more later too but um yeah it's good because he further explains the uh yeah, or goes. Yeah, it's good. It's a good conflict, I think, uh, and good and character I, stuff. Yeah, and I also like what it kind of represents for Black Star, where he just you know he talks about pow- power is power. There's like nothing more about it, um, and uh, mm-hmm. you know you know there's more that comes up with that later because um, it's because you know he gets called out on that later, where it's like okay, once you attain ultimate power, like what are you gonna do? Just crush everything. Um, 
you know, crush everything that stands in your way. But, um, you know, there's, there, I don't know. It, it's, I don't know. Power is obviously a very, very key to these kinds of action stories. Um, and it's always interesting to see how it gets spun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like what, um, what, what, what is the meaning of power? Like what, what is was, it for? I was going to, yeah, I was going to say like, cause I thought about it and I was like, maybe this is one of my favorite fights in Solator, but it's just like, it's, it's not really a fight. Like they just talk while punching each other. <laughs> like, <laughs> so wait a minute the... wait a minute you're gonna have to clarify wait, no. that a little bit because <laughs> isn't all that all shit. shonen fights <laughs> they just talk while punching each other true but i guess what what's what's tripping me up about it is because like the fighting is such a small part of it relatively i guess where it's like i mean yeah it is much more of like a dialogue than a fight right, as opposed like, to you like know even... having a dialogue and a fight like there's not much yeah like like action. naruto versus neji was a fight that i remember we talked about like yeah, there was a lot of dialogue, like, you know, Neji even went into his backstory, and, you know, we were, at the time, we were, like, nitpicking about it, whatever, but there was, there was a fight to it, too, like, there was, like, the, the combat and the tactic and stuff, where this, like, they devolve into talking, and then that's just it, like, they don't go really go back into fighting in the same way, so it's harder for me to, like, say it's a fight in the same way, because I guess it doesn't resolve as a fight, you know, it's, yeah. um, I, I guess that's what's, what's tripping me up about it, so. Yeah, it's know. not like Black Star had the better ideals, and so he defeated Kid in combat that it wasn't you know it was more of like a compromise right, thing right and that's like because that's what you normally get like even with if you're gonna say compromise i'm like now naruto versus sasuke it's like that's also a fight of ideals where they compromise but it was a fight and it ended with them on the ground you know like um so yeah it's just, I, I i i'm still might get probably gonna bring it up later when we go over the best fights but i just i was just like think about it like is it a fight though <laughs> like, <laughs> and now i have to think about my standards for what a fight is so but yeah, I also like the the line of like even the human body can't attain you know perfect bilateral symmetry like structurally it's impossible. Um, and so like right. and how that connects to the whole you know like a balance of life and death like having the so like nothingness isn't really it's not even really death it's just kind of it's it's nothing. Um, yeah, and so well, and, you know kid has and, to and, the part of being like the shinigami and being the um, you know not being the the perfect being but like to truly like achieve these things like there has to be some imperfection um because like that's fighting to like achieve a balance between like the life and death and uh balancing the imperfections like that is where symmetry can be found because if there's nothing you know there there is no symmetry because there's nothing to be symmetrical i don't no, yeah, like there has to be, uh, you know, asymmetry for symmetry to have any meaning, basically. And yeah. He, he, and yeah, he, the way he frames it as like, well, my heart can, is only on one side of my body. Like, he, can, yeah, that, he, that helps him to, like, accept his imperfections as just part of being alive, basically. Um, uh, so anyway, the adults get to um, Noah. Uh, Tezka dies, but not really, as we come to find out. Um, there are also some really striking uh, color pages where... Everything is very garish, and the colors. Um, <laughs> yes, you know, it's definitely things. it's it's very distinct. It might not you know be like pleasing on the eyes, but it's very. Um, I, I like I'm, I I don't know if I could spin like a, oh and this is what it means out of this I would but I, I got nothing. <laughs> it it just looks interesting. Also, I wanted to note how like we're at the point where it's like yeah they're the kids technically, but they're also like they're like outshining the adults at this point. Like, you know, like, Noah basically defeats, um, what, Tesco, one of the, the, the strongest, you know, Meisters in DWMA, and then, like, 
but in, in, every like Sid and Stein end up retreating so that the kids can fight Noah. Like they're they're able to fight on par with these like yeah. You know, even if only in a group, they're able to like go toe to toe with the big guys now. Um, the torch has been passed, so to speak. Yes, or both hands are holding the torch, if you will. <laughs> like the the old guys aren't quite letting go because they're still around doing stuff, but the kids are they're here, they're doing things because like especially like Black Star who's just insane. Like it's kind of like he he the he, like the thing later on where he's like using his scarf or whatever it is to like fly almost, but not quite. Like and then at the end of the manga, he's like, oh yeah, look, I can float like an inch off the ground. <laughs> like he's just like learning how to fly. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's so funny. Like, he's just, like, breaking the limits of humanity just because he can. But, yeah, Noah... See, Noah is also kind of similar to Kid because, like, as we find out, you know... Yeah, where, um, kid, where kid wanted nothingness, uh, he wants everything, which yeah, is... Well, yes, you know, it's, again, which, it's, like, it, it's it's the opposite extreme. Right, right. Well, But, but also in sort of trap... Like, he, you know, keeping everything in his book, he would sort of, like basically make the world nothing also so it's like you could as you you could say but it's um and yeah kid basically goes like you know yeah this is kind of a you know he he this is dumb like i literally just figured this out myself so he's like coming from the perfect spot to um talk down to noah basically i also like the line where um you know kid is giving his speech and maka is like yeah he's a god all right with words that surpass human understanding and i'm like it's not that complex <laughs> maka's just no she's not even dumb she did really good at the school's thing so um yeah but yeah but like kid is talking about like oh this is what a ruler should be and you know all this stuff about balance and she's just like Maybe i don't she's get just getting tripped up by like, like transymmetry it's like that's not that's not a that's not a word <laughs> that I've heard or used or needed to use. It's like, you know, because it's... <laughs> so maybe that's just what... Tri- that's tripping her up. And, uh... <laughs> but yeah. Um... But yeah, because since he's had his, you know, character moments, he's he connects his second line. And he, he basically immediately, like, takes down Noah. Like, holy shit. Like, you know, we know we've known he's strong, but damn. <laughs> yeah, this is where I maybe have, like, a, a little bit of a... A nitpick in the... But then again, I don't know if it's a nitpick. Like, maybe I'm just misunderstanding the story. But with these sort of major antagonists, there's a... um, Because, like, when Arachne gets defeated, there are, um, you know, and, like, Medusa takes over her body, there's, like, oh, there's still some fight in this body. Like, she's not going to give it up that easily. And so it almost... I don't know. There's almost, Mm -hmm. like, a... There isn't... There's a lack of finality when the antagonists get defeated. Because, like, with Noah, he comes back up later, even though it's not... Noah, Noah, it's just yeah, like a... but then that just kind of happens in the background and doesn't... And even... And I mentioned with Arachne is like, yeah, she had some fight in this body. And Giriko even says during the fight that when you explode, you're not really dead. Yeah, like, and that made me think that she was going to come back. Because but then like, that didn't happen at all. Right? Yeah, I, I yeah, because he says, like, when, when you when you die, you don't explode. And she's like, well, Medusa exploded. And it's like, she's like, ah, that's my girl. And I'm like, so is she still alive? Is that what that meant? Because yeah. that was so, what I had initially thought. Because, but... like, like, I do think, you know, overall, like, the ending in the last arc is, you know, really good. And, like, I would, like, we're, we're going to get to my arc rankings later, but I would say that this last arc, starting from, like, the time skip after arachnophobia to the end of the story, basically, is it's my favorite stuff in the manga. 
But, you know, yeah. it is kind of weird that there's these little things being set up that don't seem to actually go anywhere. You know, it's not, you know, I'm not going to hold it against the mod. And I mean, it could have been a to... thing where, like, as yeah. it was being written, maybe he had ideas and was like, no, nah, I'm actually not going to go in that direction. Or maybe yeah, it does right, have right. some sort of tie in the Soul Eater knot. Like, and I guess that's the thing is because, like, um, you know, there's definitely, you know, um, like, I've seen some people sort of overrate planning, like, oh, the author planned this. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. But it's also cool to have them, like because grow, grow the story and like let it be emerge sort of and so maybe these are like seeds he's planting and he's like oh yeah i'll get to this later i have this idea but then the idea doesn't come out or he doesn't come up with anything he's satisfied with so he just like brushes it aside or yeah like, like you know so you know that, that happens too and i you know it's not it's not too big of a deal for sure it, you know I, I i wouldn't have thought about it unless uh you know i think if you didn't mention like the medusa rachne thing i i don't think i would have uh thought about it but um yeah um and and again i like i said Soul Eater Not does exist and introduces their Gorgon sister, so maybe other stuff happens in it. I don't know. Um, like I said, I'll try to read it, and if I don't like hate it, because it, people don't like Soul Eater Not. I don't know what the deal with Soul Eater Not is, so I, I I'm a little like uh, trepidatious towards it. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know what it is either, because uh, I have heard not good things. Um, that's why. But I don't then like do it on the next when show, I when I yeah. read the little Atsushi uh, bit. Um, where he mentioned like, oh, this is how I wanted to tell Soul Eater, and so like Soul Eater not is to be kind of something different, and it kind of made me interested in it, which is oh, even just like the first preview, I read part of it, and I was like, this this doesn't seem bad, like I'll try it, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot, <laughs> um, and maybe if we it's do a trick, read it and, like don't it will... go go back before it's too late, <laughs> or yeah, <laughs> it's a trick. <laughs> anyway, um. But yeah, kid beats Noah, and as we find out, we we do find out that that was basically like, well, because like later we see like a wrath version of Noah, like they're they're products of the book of Abun, and this was the greed one of from the last layer, basically. So um, you know, there's sort of aspects of um Abun's book in a sense. Um, yeah, because like, yeah. Okay, we're a few chapters away from uh, some some real shit, so I'm just like and like bracing myself in anticipation because <laughs> it might be. I guess it, yeah, it's it sounded like it might be one of my favorite moments in manga. So but we'll we'll talk about it. <laughs> but anyway, we see we see the wrath Noah uh, Gopher Gopher is pleased with this development. <laughs> uh, Tezka he uh, is alive after all and. <laughs> Uh, it is kind of funny that he's like, I'll I'll need a disguise, and he just puts on a different bear mask, yeah. and like, which has the payoff later when he shows up to with Justin, and he has like a a different bear mask on, and it, Justin's like, no, uh, Tezka, and he's like, how'd you know it was me? He's like, I I tried two or three different disguises to throw you off my trail. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the funny gag. I don't know, Tezka's kind of like, I don't know. He's kind of nothing. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird because he keeps showing up, but it's like, eh. But anyway, um, Krona is on a killing spree with the black blood. Yeah, Maka finds out and uh, goes to you know investigate and see the 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 out uh, what's the word um the outcome since of course she wants what's best for Krona, but then oh that's right um the black blood goes wild in Seoul. Like he's in his mind, he's got the the big the gremlins become like huge, um, the ogre. Okay, this part was kind of cute where um, Soul's using because like Krona's powers also focus on sound, which I hadn't linked together until this stretch of chapters because like we we see that with arachnophobia where Soul starts using sound and then it sort of you know comes back like because they even fought before but that wasn't a thing 
but um but now in this stretch of chapters like now they're they're two you know maka soul this maka soul pair and now krona and ragnarok or before are, are matching krona and ragnarok with using sound so I, I hadn't thought about that until this stretch of chapters but um souls emitting sound and to keep stein from losing his mind kim like hugs him from behind and she's just like i know she just has a cute smile when she's thinking about like i, I might never get a chance like this and it's <laughs> i don't know i just think <laughs> it's, it's she's got it's a cute expression and then maka joins in to help um oh yeah and i just noticed uh because um during this fight he like soul uses the piano on his like scythe arm um to sort like he's merging his like but then we we even this is like kind of a contradiction and we even kind of see it in the like the discussion we has has with the ogre a- a- afterwards because like he goes in like um because he 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 goes by soul eater but that's not his name i forget what his evans is his last so you know so he's like and like they even um you know he's even get, gets asked like you know who he is and you know he like so he he's been trying to divide these parts of his life as he runs away from like the music part and he, into the the um you know the the death scythe part the weapon my weapon part but like at, he's also using a scythe that's literally combined the music and the like you know like basically this whole thing it has been him like recombining those things and like at the end even when he um they give his full name as like death eater or soul eater um evans like he he's fully embraced both sides of his life basically um so it's kind of anticlimactic but it kind of works because like he's fighting like with like his fighting style with the scythe uh, the piano scythe is already like a contradiction to what he's like to his like um what he's been doing basically is what i don't know (laughs) i kind of went on there well because like him Having like those musical, having those musical roots, but then initially like not, like initially he wasn't using it, but then like that's so like the madness was what like drew him back to those musical roots, and then it became part of his fighting style. So it was more like him learning to embrace, mm, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good embrace his past, so to speak, or at least like embrace who he is. Right, right, right. Because like he. Well, because, like, that's what got him with Maka in the first place is his piano, who he was. And then he kind of ran away from that immediately. And because Ma- Maka was, like, lamenting, like, huh, he did, he, why didn't he, why doesn't he play the piano anymore? Until, like, they finally, he finally did start with it. And it just has, like, uh, you know, we need to do this. And then, yeah, they beca- it became part of who he was again. And so he, yeah, like you said, he embraced his past. And Maka does a Maka chop on him. Because <laughs> he deserves it for being dumb. Uh, but then we see that Krona has basically... Killed the entire town with her black with the black blood, and the, and then we do find out after that uh, Shinigami has put Krona on the list of like people who should die, um, you know, acceptable souls to be turned into uh, a weapon, basically. Oh, I skipped ahead a bit because I guess te- see Tesca gets like a fight with Justin Law, and I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> you know, like I guess there's there's a thing here about. Uh, you know, just Justin's always isolating himself, and there's a there's a bit of a discussion about you know his his worshiping various gods, like how he used to um, serve under uh, Shinigami, but then he switches to worshiping the Kishin, and um, yeah, like you know, he, he saw Shinigami as like like he he's looking for like the sort of I, maybe you could say he's even looking he's looking for something perfect, but nothing is perfect. Like I think even at the end he's told like. Um, you know, even under the Kishin, he wouldn't have felt like the Kishin's world still wouldn't have been the one he wanted because he's looking for something impossible, I guess. 
I forget. I, I, I'm not sure what I frame what he's looking for specifically because I, maybe I don't quite grasp something about his character. But um, yeah, he was a character that, yeah, he was always alone and selling himself off from others. And I guess maybe he thought that if everyone was gripped by madness, then it would be a world where no one would need to be with others, perhaps. Or but um, yeah, but maybe, you know, again, the world of madness. Well, oh, yeah, that's right. There was a line he said about how, like. He talked about, you know, DWMA, like, how, why do people need to feel the need to get together in herds and follow, like, this one, like, train of thought? But also what he's doing is he's trying to get everyone, if he want, if everyone's insane, then everyone's going to be following, following the same kind of, like, train of thought, in a sense. Like, he's just doing a different thing, you know? Yeah. So, um, which I guess is what, yeah, like, what he wants is basically perfection and nothingness, in a sense. What he wants is something that's impossible, basically, Um but yeah, Tesca even offers to be Justin-in-law's friend, but he's denied. <laughs> oh, that's right. And Tesca gets killed, like, again, but not really. <laughs> like Yeah, like, his, his body gets destroyed, but he's the mirror person, so... Like, like Justin even, like, looks in the mask and is like, is this the real one? It is. And it's like, oh, yeah, he's dead for real this time. Okubo won't bring him back a second. He does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't care about like character death fakeouts at this point. I just thought it was funny because it's like I, because it's Tesco. Like who cares in the first place? Like you know, yeah. I guess is my reasoning. Like I'm not particularly invested in this character in their life or death. I suppose so. Sad. I guess that's my fault. But uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, onto a simple story about a person killing another person. <sighs> oh God. Yeah. Yeah. This one. It hurts. God. Oh. Okay. Where to fucking start? I guess so. Um, Krona goes home. Medusa's like, "Wow, you did a great job." And you know, like we see Krona massacring the the city. Um, there's a cutaway to like kid talking to Aben, but uh, we see more Krona flashbacks of tiny, adorable Krona. You know, being told to kill in different ways, not being able, <clears throat> not being able to deal with it. Well, yeah, because then... like we find out that like Medusa would. Um... What was the thing like? Krona had to, would go like five days without food, and it's like, okay, if you want to eat, you're gonna kill these cute little bunnies, and <sighs> she's the worst. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but then <sighs> I don't know. This but, well, that's what see, like even before like the the big like shit, like uh, like Medusa, like you know, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry about all the things I've done to you. Um, I know it must have been so hard. Like she's being very motherly, and the whole time I was like, fuck you. Fuck you! Fuck yeah, you! Fuck yeah, yeah. Like she's doing it's like, what she should have always done, and that makes it worse. Even without, even even if you I, like, I, I wasn't sure. Like I, I was just like, I don't care if it's genuine or not. Fuck you! Like I, I'm not like like. Even see, if she was like, being legit here, it's still so shitty that I I can't accept it. Basically, yeah, yeah. I don't see. See, I don't well, know like, if it's because like my interpretation of this scene was that. You know, this is what this is what Medusa had wanted Krona to become. Like, I mean, like, I guess I don't know. I don't know because she or, wanted to be the one to like merge with the Kishin, but I don't. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I well, guess see, there's a couple of different ways you could read this, see, um, and I don't know I which is the correct like, one. Well, okay, so the part that hurt me because like, like I, I I read it as though she like she basically intended for all of this to happen. Yeah, like, that's what I thought. Yeah, or because I think I thought there was a part where she even like smiled as it was happening. Um, or something, but, uh, looking back, maybe I, I, I'm not quite accurate, accurate about that, but, um, because, like, yeah, like, there's, I don't, 
you know, like, yeah, she wants to merge with the Kishin and, like, do, like, how, I guess how I read into it, like, because Medusa's whole thing is, like, go forward at the expense of everything else, you know, like, destroy the past and move forward. And in this case, she's accepting that she's the past. Like, she's, for science, she's going to, like, push Krona forward into merging with yeah. Ashura. And even if that means at the expense of herself. And that's what I thought was horrifying about it, because, like, like yeah, she's giving like, Krona everything Krona would want in a loving like in a loving mother, and then Krona like and Krona like doesn't know how to deal with it because she you know Krona's been like you know like she, Medusa is giving this to Krona but Krona's not prepared to deal with it so you know like um you know I don't know how to deal with this as Krona always says and so Krona kills Medusa and or I have one more thing to say, but go on. Or you, I thought you were going to say something for a second there. Well, um, yeah, because like earlier I did talk about, um, you know, with some of the villains, the villain deaths kind of or kind of feeling sort of anticlimactic and that, you know, it almost seems like they're set up that they'll come back and maybe they don't. Um, but here I, you know, I like this is climactic, but it's also anticlimactic because like you d- because like because you had said this is this seems to be what Medusa was aiming for like Medusa oh, yeah, was willing no, to really, sacrifice really, herself to yeah. push Corona yes. forward and that sucks because like this should be a cathartic moment like um yeah, you know Medusa Medusa's death like yes. she's finally done but you'd want to see that from more someone like Maka or someone who has something more or and I guess you could see it as like Krona finally vanquishing the source of their trauma and like that <laughs> should be like a triumphant moment maybe but it but it's not and I think yeah. that's I think that's interesting in kind of like what it how it how it reflects on all the material up to this point because it even goes to show that like you know for Krona this person who was abused and was in this terrible situation it doesn't matter that the source of their trauma is gone because the the, the effect will still linger because like they right, are not yes it doesn't it doesn't fix them like getting rid of medusa does not fix them um like it, it only t- and even though like medusa's kindness is not genuine like medusa's not the person like even if she was like i i don't i don't see it as genuine like i see the fact that she you know, says this, like, I'm proud of you. And like, oh, you did all this well, stuff. This you became who I wanted says, you to be. Um, it's very... Yeah, yeah. Well, she um, says, like, it's complete. You've cast aside your final support and now the Black Blood is complete. Because the Black Blood is something that can't connect with anything. So yeah. here's Medusa being, like, being the most important figure in Krona's life, but also, like, arranging in things in a way that even when, like, someone, like, completely accepts Krona in this sense. Yeah, like, yeah, you're throw, right. Krona throws that away. And, like, that's what Medusa was... Yeah, so I reread that panel. And, yes, Medusa's kind of smiling, so that's what she wanted. Yeah, this because is- later Krona says that, you know, like, Medusa was the one person that they were connected to at that point. Um, and well, to even they, cut yeah, them off. Like, right, that was right, their single right, connection. Yeah. They bring up um, the blood relations. And uh, as Maka is wielding her father as a blood relation... <laughs> God, we'll talk about that. But the thing that got me about it, I think, is that, like... Yeah, th- this is like this should be everything we want. You know, we see like a, a, a shitty parent asking for forgiveness and trying to be better. You know, even though again, like it, there's nothing about it that comes across as genuine at all. But that's still like when you just look at it, that's kind of what's happening. And or in Krona, like shedding Medusa and killing her. Finally, you know, finally. But the way it it, it plays out is it's like the worst thing that it it, it it just hurts and part of what got like i said what i was gonna say part of what got me about it is like i kind of like i did late, later think about uh, sasuke and itachi because like sasuke is this character who like itachi had this very specific plan for 
and then like like to do but Sasuke like re- rejected that where in this case Krona is doing exactly like this is Krona like trying to be independent and throwing away Medusa but then but that's all- exactly what Medusa was aiming exactly. for so they're so not even, really so even like so which kind of goes back actually now I think ah <laughs> yeah and like it takes this. that that's why I said like it's not a cathartic moment because it's well no what I was gonna say is like remember back when um Krona what went to DWA and then Medusa came back and was like, wow, you went on to spy at DWA yeah. for me just like I would have wanted. Like, this is like that, but for real. Where, like, like that was just, like, it's cementing that everything that Krona is is because of Medusa and that, like, you know, Krona's just so, like, you know, Krona will always be what Medusa wants and can't escape her, basically. Like, Medusa just has that level of control over her that even in this moment where Krona is directly going against medusa it's still just as planned like krona has krona has no independence or autonomy in their own life and that's yeah. just <laughs> there's no like you said there's no catharsis no it's just it's just it hurts it hurts so much <laughs> like yeah. i had to i i just posted that that last page a simple story about killing a person that's all this was i just posted that page in my in my server and i was just like ah <laughs> uh, yeah and I mean, yeah, and, like, even, I don't know, because, like, even though she says, like, you know, you're my pride and joy, like, even if it was genuine, I feel like at this point, it wouldn't even, like, it wouldn't even matter. Like, that's, that's not fair. You can't, you know, abuse your child and, you know, do all this stuff and then be like, oh, you know, I'm so proud of you. Because that's, that's manipulative as fuck. Like, that's, ah. And so, yeah, like, the way, the way it all plays out, it's. <clears throat> it's 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 not good but like it, like it's good writing but it's not good emotions <laughs> no, uh, it's... but i i do like it's ah i hate it like <laughs> because like i, I do i do want I the this. i want the catharsis with medusa dying and like having having it be triumphant but it can't be that like it is this moment exists to not provide that catharsis and so in in that regard like medusa kind of goes out on her own terms and yeah it's good i feel i feel like it's the hardest thing for krona and it's the hardest thing for us as readers basically and that's why it's good yeah it's it's difficult on purpose and it's good great for it yeah Um, yeah like their dynamic like this pretty much cements it that i think their dynamic is probably like the best thing about soul eater and like no, it, yeah, it sucks would... because it's such a terrible dynamic. <laughs> it's not even and a, it... like it's not a positive. Like you know, comparing to what we, we discussed Hunter Hunter last time, you're like, oh yeah, Gone and Killua. Like yeah, I'd agree. Like their friendship is like what makes the manga really good for me. Like there's a lot of great things about it, but that's like probably one of my favorite parts. And this is like also one of my favorite parts of Soul Eater, <laughs> except it's like the opposite. It's a terrible dynamic. They're horrible for each other. Or you know, Medusa's horrible to Krona. <laughs> like, and <laughs> it hurts. Uh, I also hate how like you know Medusa's last words I love you Krona and it's like ah fuck you fuck you fuck you (sighs) yeah I definitely you know I guess now I kind of understand like when Alexander talks about like oh I love all these antagonists and they're like terrible people but they're you know like great 
they're well written and i see like this with medusa and i'm like i hate medusa but i <laughs> she's, <perfect>. she's probably <laughs> like if i said she's one of my favorite characters in the manga that's like ah i shouldn't be saying that it's not even yeah no i yeah like because you know i i definitely agree like i i can think of like like sasuke and komaida from uh Danganronpa is like they're some of my favorite characters and they're they're you know sasuke has redemption and that's really good but you know, I also yeah, like his there struggle is... as an antagonist. Like I like him for being, and I also yeah. find the, like I, I find over the top edginess stuff funny, funny sometimes. Like that's I'm not gonna say mm. that's not part of the appeal for me. But like with um, Medusa, th- there is not supposed to be redemption. There can be no redemption. Um, right, she's just horrible, and th- that's why she's great. Like because she's definitely my favorite antagonist. So yeah, yeah, like I, in the yeah, series, de- definitely yeah. the my favorite antagonist. Um, uh. <laughs> Unless you count, see, I, 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 that's not counting Chrono, because Chrono is probably also my favorite character. Because I have a feeling we're, we're going to have a couple similarities in our favorite characters. Um, yeah, I definitely like, don't consider Chrono an antagonist, even if right, right. I mean, well, Chrono is like literally an antagonist. Chrono is definitely not a villain. Like yeah. this is a villain. Chrono is not a villain, but Chrono, but they're both antagonists, I guess. But Chrono okay, yeah, is also that makes a protagonist sense. at times. So this now makes me really interested because I forget. In exactly how the how the anime ends, um, and I kind of I am interested in kind of going back to that, rewatching that arc how... basically and seeing how it changes things because I know like yeah I think someone mentioned that they bring in or maybe it was you they that Ashura comes in because they need to resolve things. Um, yeah, but obviously like there's there's de- developments that haven't happened, so like th- like all the characters can end in different places, and in some ways it. You know, like for for a character like Black Star or Death the Kid, obviously they lose most of what happens in the second half. Um, so mm-hmm. th- in that degree, their their characters kind of suffer. But um, I, w- you know, I do want to go back and revisit kind of how how they handle the stuff with Corona and Medusa and um, the stuff they do with Stein and mm-hmm. everything there. Yeah. That would be interesting to sort of, yeah, as a... Since you, that was your first exposure to Soul Eaters, and I get to go back to the stuff you've already seen, but now with this lens of, like, well, I know what happens in the manga, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Um, Just a simple story about killing a person. That's <sighs> that's all it ever was. Oh, God. I almost feel like I need an emotional break after talking about that. <laughs> like... Tune in for part two. Of... <laughs> <laughs> Not that long, just, like, 20 seconds. or. <laughs> Uh, anyway, there's a whale hunting thing. Um, I forget what this was for. I guess it like it's like while this is happening, they're they're sort of building to the moon kind of stuff. Um, like like yeah, like the the black like black stars like scarf thing that he uses to kind of con- kind of fly. Like that's part of how you know the moon journey goes. And like Maka, like oh, I can feel a lot of madness from here because she's closer to this. She's higher in the sky. She's closer to the moon. So you know. Um, so yeah, uh, as the the whale hunting is going on, kids having his conversation with Avon, and yeah, Avon like it, kids just getting more hints to the stuff about um, you know, uh, Shinigami because like I'm pretty sure they all I guess they would all know about Ashura being uh, Shinigami's son. So yeah, I remember getting to this chapter and I was just kind of like, really, you're gonna give us an episodic little <laughs> chapter here, this late in the game. But obviously, like it, it does set up the oh, there's there's madness in the upper atmosphere. What's what's happening here? Yeah, I'm, I'm figuring that's what it was. Is like he wanted to, he didn't want to just jump right into the thing, but because like yeah, there's the kid stuff, and then um, finishing rounding that off, and then it ends with a cliffhanger going into the the next one. So it's just like a little bit of a, a pace breaker to sort of like you know after <laughs> after that, um, you know. So you know, I guess just one of those concessions you have to make for an ongoing manga where you just can't just like. 
you know, go right into the next thing in the same way, so to speak. You know, like, like even Hunter Hunter, it's like, you know, like in between the York New Climax and getting to Greed Island, there's this whole like arc of like, you know, they, they train for a bit and they have to prove themselves to go into Greed Island. And there's the auction, of course. So it's like, it's not yeah. just from one thing to another, even though they, they, it, there's a clean, like, transitional period but it's like tone like pace wise it's almost there's like a you know ups and then it, it, it lingers a bit and then it goes you know um as interest yeah you know, so to speak so i don't know just i'm spewing words <laughs> okay so yeah now they find out about uh that krona needs to be executed by uh DJMMA law which i think they also mentioned that it's like because you know shinigami wants there to be forward motion like like i think i even mentioned before how um like arachne and mosquito were talking about how like oh shinigami's just been um doing nothing for 800 years while we've been uh, planning and stuff. But, you know, Shinigami... Or, no, he's just been focused on that school. Because, yeah, Shinigami's, like, preparing the next generation so that, though, you know, like, evolution even becomes, like, a big thing with Kid. Um, so, yeah, like, so I think they, you know, part of what they take from, like, Krona is, like, you know, they have to have either, you know, kill Krona and fall in with the system or... Um, you know, find a way, evolve past the system, you know, like, this is, like, this is basically Shinigami's last order as a, as the, the leader of DWMA until, like, you know, aside from just the general, like, let's go to war with the moon, and it's, it's one of his last orders, I should, I should specify, you know, so, um, and it's something that they have to challenge, basically, but yeah, Krona uses her salt perception and discovers, um, Ashura's location. I knew not to trust the moon. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about the fact because I knew that the last arc was called War on the Moon, but I didn't even think about um, like uh, that in regard. I just just the way the moon was framed. That's like it, it was very suspicious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very suspicious I do. Moon. I did like how um, you know Okobo mentioned in again in the little volume afterwards uh, about the moon. Uh, like he had wanted to do something with the moon. Um, ah. and so like when he drew it in the first, uh, you know, in like the first, ch- in the first chapter, he pointed out how like he made to put it like kind of in the middle of the atmosphere. Like you can see like clouds coming in like before it, but also like behind it. Um, right, so, like, right, he, right. Cause like, I he thought, had some I, sort I of, think that, yes, it's not like a literally like it, it's, it is a, it is something, you know, going around the planet. Like it's, not, I guess it's not even really going around the planet. It's just sort of hanging around over, um, no, well, no, it's it, it's been around because they've been around the world. Never mind, I take that back. But like, yeah, it's not like literally like you know, mi- millions of miles away like our moon is. It's just it's just like they they can f- they just fly there. You know, it's yeah. like right there. It's, it's still in the atmosphere basically, which is kind of interesting. Though I also want to mention like one of the other reasons I thought the moon was suspicious. So minor spoiler for Fire Force. So like we see the moon. It's a normal moon. It looks like our moon, except I have seen one panel out of context from later that has. What is definitely the moon from Soul Eater, hmm. and being Fire Force, like there's you know this like there's there's part of the plotline involves uh the pot like the sun basically. So I just I just say like I didn't gr- I, I it's I just saying he might cross them over in some way like even if it's just like setting I don't know how or why if it, or if it would make sense but he included the moon from Soul Eater in a panel that didn't look like a joke. Um, so that's also part of the reason I've been suspicious of the moon. So. It wasn't even a soul eater spoiler technically, but uh, um, if you want to vote for Fire Force on the next poll, I'll give it a shot. I get you know, I'll give it another shot. Like I, I the the Weep Club episode that I mentioned before already had it's got a shitload of views, so I don't I don't know how many people came here came there from the Nen show, but uh, but or went there from the Nen show, but uh, yeah, uh, just thought about that. Um, anyway, 
Okay, so I just I just realized something. Um, I didn't notice this before, but like uh, they're talking about the the realization that Ashura's on the moon, and Shinigami says like uh, I don't think I'm gonna get to see kids smile again, um, ever. And at first I was like, huh, why why not? And then now I know why not, because <laughs> Shinigami fucking dies. But I guess it's it's like or what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say yep. Yeah, because like I, um. You know, Shinigami is also putting their hopes on... Well, I guess it's also, like, you know, either, um, you know, Kid becomes the next Shinigami and he dies, or um, they fail and the world's fucked. So, anyway, um, the other death weapons that we haven't seen yet come in. Um, Maka's dad has a bit with her where he gives her the ring that, um, from, or, you know, hit her mom's ring. And have a bit of a moment. And yet he ends up, uh, helping... Maka realize where Krona might be. I forgot about that. There's even like a panel where um, Krona says like, you know, the K- Kishin should be mine, right, Medusa? And then you see Medusa there for a panel, but then she's gone. Like, even though she like it, like we even saw like briefly before with the the frog witch, um, like she's like, hey, the snakes are gone. Medusa must be dead. Like Medusa's gone, but her yeah. tendrils with Krona are still so pervasive that like she's still there in a sense, for Krona, which... Yeah. By the way, they uh, uh, take the airship to the moon for the final conflict. Um, the start of the final arc. <laughs> Another shonen manga that just brings in Kaguya from the moon at the end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I just think it's... I just thought it was funny. Um, I don't know. Um, like, I don't... I didn't have much to take away from the character... I don't know, I just, like, because she just had the weird gags about her being naked, but also, like, don't see me naked. Like, I don't know, I I thought it was kind of funny sometimes for some reason. Oh, yeah, that's right, there's Kid's auntie. What the fuck was up with that? (laughs) Yeah, I don't... Okay, so this wasn't a character that I missed at some point? No, she's got to be... This this is a new character who has, like, some kind of long-lasting connection with Kid, who has, like, a death fake out or two, and then... Or does she actually die? I forget. But like, I don't. I was just like, uh, really? Or okay. I don't know if there's like if this is somehow like a cultural thing. I don't know. Like if <laughs> I, the, if I, it's some sort of reference to like another thing, like another work or whatever. That, that's um, possible. I don't know what that would be. It's just kind of like like it's because I I, I know tropes, that like uh, Okubo you know? he he likes his um. He likes his philosophy and stuff. Like there have been some, some references in here. So like I don't know if somehow this is one of those things. Uh, how like, you know how like uh, the stuff in Bleach, like Eisen and like Nietzsche and um, stuff, and how like characters embody things. And I'm like, does does this character <laughs> somehow embody a concept? Uh, yeah, like I mean, hmm. Look, like maybe as an auntie, she's like the closest. Like I don't know. Like, because Krona had a thing, like, with the boob stuff in the last chapter, we find out, you know, Krona, it's a uh, mother things, and, like, okay, I guess, like, we never, like, we, okay, I was wondering about Kid's mother before, but we found out that, like, uh, it's more of, like, an asexual reproduction, where he just sort of, like, or no, I guess, or, like, yeah, like, with, uh, with, um, Ashura, um, Shinigami, like, shed his fear, basically, so he's fearless, but Ashura is, is pure fear, basically, and that where Kid is a more, like, 
regular, like, like he's not, I don't, or maybe, I don't know, maybe I just missed something in that, because that's what I took from it, is that, like, you know, he's, because he, he's, he's not a human in the same way, like, he can look human, but, you know, like Kid and Ashra do, like, they just have, like, masks and stuff, but, um, you know, he's, he's also a god, he's not quite a normal being, um, but, so, I guess, and he's maybe, he, like, Kid's, clo- the closest thing Kid has to a mother figure, but I don't know what, like, yeah, she, she, she just, like, she jumps in with the bombs and dope. Oh, oh no, she died. Oh no, she's fine. And then I think she actually gets killed. And it's like, oh no, she actually died. It's like, uh, uh, okay, this is happening. <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> whatever. But anyway, uh, Stein gets his, uh, gets a big moment where he sort of like accepts, you know, like, like he's even asking himself, like, why am I on the side of order? But, um, but he still works with like, you know, Marie and they, they sort of, uh, like he's got a, I don't know, he, he he's got his eyes are weird, but um, I forget. What yeah, yeah, the design uh was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that this is where I, because I, I was, <laughs> I did think it was funny because I, I was mentioning earlier about how like the stuff with in the book was kind of like prodding the fourth wall, but Maria actually like, breaks the fourth wall here where she's like, um, well, at least he has enough of his sanity to explain things to the readers, <laughs> like, because Stein was talking about how the uh, um how Death Scythe is able to, like, match people's wavelengths and work with them, and Stein explains that, and Marie's just like, yeah, cool, he's got that much sanity, at least, and so that was a <laughs> fourth wall-breaking joke. But yeah, the, um, the clowns can regenerate because of the madness, um, which comes into play later. A few people infiltrate the moon trying to find Ashura. Um, back on Earth, uh, Krona is found by Maka. I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but that's because I didn't see anything much of a note. Like, there's just a lot of fighting going on but yeah, Krona says, like, the, that the last bit of order they had was to tell Maka um, that they killed Medusa and that, you know, my gears are bent and rusted and won't sink with anyone else anymore. You know, which Krona, like, Krona doesn't even try. Like, Maka tries to reach out, but just gets uh, pushed back. And since, yeah, basically Krona doesn't, like, and yeah, even, with, like, oh, yeah, I did, because um, Krona says, like, order is absolute and um, I can't uphold order. Um and, like, yeah, Shinigami is, like, seeing Krona as an enemy, um, because, and so it just kind of fits with how, where Krona's, oh, yeah, that's right, um, I, I, or, hold on, let me check my note, because, uh, when Krona opens the door, did you know? Oh, yeah, that? yeah, yeah, the callback to, this door only opens from the, you know, it only opens to the inside, but I reject order, and then Krona just, like, destroys it. Yes, um. Right, so, yeah, good callback, because, she, yeah, she just, like, or kind of just forces her way through. Um, uh, so, it, it there there was a, a purpose to that in the first oh. fight about the door. Like, it, it was, was it all meant to be set up for this one well, it's moment? Also, it also ties to Medusa putting Krona uh, in the room, and now that Medusa's not there, she can force her way out, out on her own, too. Um, like, it's, you know, it's in a harmful way, but she's strong enough, like, she's cut off those bonds, she's strong enough now to move on to open the door on her own even if it's the wrong the wrong way basically because again she rejects order like you said um hmm. maybe yeah maybe i'm not sure well, yeah <laughs> it, like like i've said before the ninjas are kind of like the predecessors to you know i got i'm not in the mood for a soul eater video maybe i'll nudge like what to do one because he really he likes soul eater even more than me but um like uh yeah, I don't know. I've talked about it before. This is that's what the Ninja was for was to like let's let's make an excuse to read these shonen manga so we could do videos on them, and then we have you know like what two of our biggest videos are Nar- the Naruto ones. So yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know if I'd have anything to like for a video idea for Soul Eater at this point. Like, I feel like if anything, it would probably be something about Krona, but I don't know. That, that, yeah, that like, was like that's. Know, it's definitely something our... I still need to sit on because, like, I didn't mm-hmm. do the. I don't think I did the talk no jutsu video like immediately after the podcast. Like I think it took a bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like I'll probably end up. I don't know because it seems like for the most part I've thought of at least something for. Well, then again, I never did anything for Mashima, so never mind. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I was thinking about it too, and like I have no plans. For, like Rave is technically the first series I have no plans for doing a video on after the Nen show. And like I wouldn't even count the tirade on the tirade because that's not really about Rave or Fairy Tale specifically. It's about my videos on them. Even though you know, where Fairy Tale I do have, I have a I've had a Lucy video drafted for like months now. Um, I just can't do it until I do the tirade on tirade because, like, how can I just put out a Lucy video that goes so far against what I've said about fairy tale? Like, you know, especially when I am the fairy tale guy, like it doesn't it doesn't work, you know, in the same way to just do it. Um, but yeah, Soul Eater, I have no specific plans for. Like, it's great. In, I have an example at least, you know, if I ever want to talk about something, you know, like. Like, you know, because people say, oh, female characters in Shonen. Here's Maka. She good. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ma- yeah, Maka is very good. Um, um, but yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at a lot of these pages. And I mean, you know, if, or, or, it's just a repeated thing to say throughout the podcast. Uh, Okubo art good. Um, <laughs> but I really like the motif of, um, you know, the thorns. And you've also got the stuff with the gears. Uh, so there's like a lot. A lot with Corona. Yeah. That is just very good. No, the art is definitely wild. And there's like, um, I forget, just in general, there's like lots of good looking stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, Stein destroys Justin. And like I said earlier, he mentions that, um, you know, you couldn't. Im- oh, okay. Hmm. Because I just noticed that he says, like, you can never imagine what lays beyond the structure beyond beneath the structure of order like which is an interesting line coming from stein because he's all about like dissecting and understanding things so it's i guess i guess he chose that side because he's able to understand and connect with it even if it like yeah he doesn't align with it properly but like that, well that's not even 100 percent true because he aligns with marie and they you know they get along um so you know he is able to connect with people even if like he is naturally like you know if you you know want to look at it like in a set of gears it's like you know a bunch of his like gears are kind of you know they're kind of out of whack but you know he's able he's able to have some that work so he's able to work with other people you know in a sense even if he is very like abrasive in a sense like you know as we've seen he's a bit yeah he's a bit office rocker at times so so i was just trying to think about the end of like stein's character arc but uh that's the best i got yeah i'm not a Again, this would this would be a thing where I'd have to I don't remember what the, what all the anime does with it, but I remember him being like a focal point in the last arc of the anime. Oh, um, hmm. and yeah, like Stein does just kind of fade a little more into the background here, and uh, I mean not totally because he does get the fight with Justin, but I I don't know I just didn't really have much to to I don't know I didn't have yeah. much of a takeaway well, my, from that. I fight. had more takeaway from Justin there than I did for Stein, right? Um, but uh, yeah, so uh. Yeah, kid gets pulled back, and he uh, Shinigami says that like you know they they the they need the witches to you because because their soul protect spell can it's like the perfect counter for clowns because if the madness can't reach them then they can't re- regenerate because uh, right now they're they they can't you know they'll just keep coming back basically oh yeah that's right there was this line that I thought was interesting because um Stein was talking to Maka's dad and um and okay that's there it is okay that I forgot about this because yeah Stein's saying like um. 
yeah, he Stein wouldn't want us to come to Madness because he has all these connections. And um, so it's like, you know, yeah, he'll have to deal with his madness his whole life. But like, you know, he has at least these other people. And um, well, Makovic gives it that about like starting or he, he, he gives a line about starting family and um, he and he had and Stein retorts and he admits that he's like, oh, I guess I'm not the most orderly because his family's all broken up. And Stein says, that's why you're a death weapon. And I, I my takeaway from that is like, because you'll notice with all the pairs is that there's kind of like an orderly one and a chaotic one almost like um, kid is super orderly. But the Thompson sisters are, you know, they're they're criminals. They're kind of, you know, goofy um, and stuff. You know, Subaki is reserved. Black stars, you know, out there, you know, uh, souls, you know, kind of asshole. But Maka is pretty grounded, you know, like they, and then, you know, so, you know, I guess that's the intent is that you have all these people who are like out there in some way and they're grounded in another sense and maybe you could look at it the other way too like maka has her issues that soul grounds her in in a sense um maybe um but uh it's just the thought i had reading that page um um but yeah every, all the kids are, are um meet up at the school subaki gives them all headbands so that you know they're still connected and so that they can soul resonate even if they're apart so to speak um, yeah, that that <laughs> full page spread that they get where it's like the it's the four the old oh, outfits. It's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, while that ha- while that's happening, uh, the witch is uh, freeing free, and so the other witches and stuff. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I like the the gag where he's like, "I'm here to save you," and she's like, "Really?" And he's caught, and he's like, "Yep, we're gonna break out together." I was gonna get you out. <laughs> he's caught. So whoops. <laughs> I will say I am at least happy that the, that the frog lady finally gets gets her justice. She finally gets to not be somebody else's pawn. Because, <laughs> like, she's always just getting, you know, she's very much like a tool in this story. She's getting swapped around like, oh, she's she's running errands for Medusa. And oh, now, now she's working for DWMA. Right. Yeah. To, to look so that I can save kid. And it's like, no, now she just gets to be free. And uh... she gets to be free with free. <laughs> Well, I don't. I don't think that means anything. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, I don't, I'm sorry. I just got to the part where, like, in order to get to the witch world, Kim has to draw butt letters, and I'm like, what? What? Why? Don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, it, it. It was definitely a moment where, like, I, I, I thought about like making a, a, a very like, I had a very like Twitter thought where it's like Soul Eater deep. Uh, philosophical contemplations of nothingness and order and madness and also soul eater the witches open a portal with their with their by drawing letters in the air with their ass okay it's very much like the the duality of man (laughs) storytelling or in this case ass not boobs so that's the difference between mashima and okubo is mashima is the dichotomy between storytelling and boobs and okubo is the dichotomy between storytelling and ass so you're saying that the last chapter was clearly just a Mashima ripoff because it's all about the madness of boobs. Oh, so God. very clearly, Soul yeah. Eater subverts itself in the final chapter. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, they go to kid and everyone goes to the realm of witches um, to try and negotiate. And yeah, I thought this was a good interaction. Like the the gags with the characters being sentenced to death, like free. Well, you know, you're immortal, so we'll just send you, sentence you to like, uh, you know, like. A thousand executions or whatever, and like, it's just, it's just assholes. 
But I like the way Kid kind of retorts, where he's like, you know, well, you, you, you know, we we um criminalized you because of the you know your aspect of destruction, but here we are in a court, so on some level you're able to like recognize order. So you know we should you know change these these old dated rules. Um, and you know he bows to them. And it's good. Yeah, I really like the page where, um, you know, because he had said, like, I can cast off these chains or, you know, I can cast off these shackles whenever I want. Um, and so, like, he breaks out of it. And then on the same page, he does the bow. And it's just like, oh, very mm-hmm. good uh, spacing of uh, spacing of events, I guess. I don't know. Like the fact that it's on the same page, it just like, I don't know, it carries more weight with me. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I guess I was also because one thing I thought I thought I just had like now, like, Maybe a slight thing I would have personally preferred a little bit more, because like first there was the gag where kid like breaks into the bathroom to uh, while she's ba- Kim is bathing is like, and, and there's a you know a dumb joke where he's like, which spots have you scrubbed yet? Let me help you so we can go move faster. Like he's just being really dense and stupid. Um, but then like later that kind of comes into like where they you know oh we sp- shared a steamy moment and like that comes in as uh, like a thing of the closeness between like you know DWA and the witches. God damn it! Sort of, like, I didn't even think too. about that. Like Fuck. what? What I would have liked a little better is if it like there it, they used Ox's payoff sort of as like because there's these characters who are to get like actually yeah. like in a row so it's which would have like just a little bit you know because that was a huge moment for Kim and so having that but to be just have it be kid instead, and just kind of right. a random instead right right which is like you know I, at least it was it was something but it's like I would have preferred it to be you know that, I mean, like, yeah like, like I guess it was supposed to, that, to be more yeah. you know between like a Shinigami and a witch so maybe right, that's so it, what it's still, there's still some, something to offer it there and um like like <laughs> your reaction was funnier than the actual joke of you're just like god damn it it was meaningful no another fan service thing I can't hate <laughs> that much <laughs> like no I'm kidding <laughs> well no because i remember seeing it the first time and i was like oh yeah of course we gotta get it. like it was funny in that like it's such an okubo thing to do like of course we have to fit it in here like there's time um <laughs> so like in that sense i don't i don't know like is it funny on a meta like i guess i guess i'd say the joke is just funny like i'm okay, trying so to think if like there's some sure, sort cause... of like post post ironic uh I, I don't i can't think of the proper word um i don't know because like it's like the actual, I don't know. Like it's it's where like I find it's like a joke at Okubo's expense, expense, but it kind of like wraps around to being just funny for a the joke. sake of itself. I don't know. Like yeah. it, like it does just be a joke in the end, and it's what it be. No, I get what you mean. What like well, trying to like just define like what do you enjoy something for real or is it on some kind of ironic level? Like I, I've had that feeling lately. <laughs> don't ask yeah, me it's, about it's Red like, Man. It's a case where like the the irony just wraps back around to being genuine. And right, it's like, right. I don't know. Um, like, I think note, I, I had said, right. a, I had, um, when I made like what, my, my tweets, uh, with like the jokes, uh, I got into a discussion with someone and I had said, you know, I guess if you tell the same kind of joke in enough different ways, uh, eventually something's going to land. That, yeah, that's true. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, the, the leader of the witches, um, agree, you know, decides to give, like, you know, um, kid the chance. And so that even though they do have this long history of, of problems, kids able to like, yeah, they're going to they're going to work together um, and finally, like, make this major change to this like flawed system, which gets more payoff in a, in a little bit. But we'll get there. Is this where um, we get the, the popularity poll? Oh, did I skip over that? I I might have skipped ahead because I don't have everything I think, in front well, of me. I, yeah, I'm, OK, I'll just because there might not be much interesting. Um, oh, no, there's a there's a couple things before. That. I'll let you know when I get there. But um. 
the adults kind of go further into the moon and find Ashura. Um, and then uh, Shinigami sort of talks about a bunch about like um, the history with witches and it, like because Excalibur was like the original sort of demon weapon in a sense because like like we saw with heroes like he, he functionally functions exactly the same it's just uh i guess arachne's methods made them more accessible but um also by using witch souls they, they sort of started this this feud and yeah they talked about um how like oh well will the witches really be able to help and the kid thinks they will like you know shinigami just places his faith in his son and you know he like he even mentions like like he he put he gets the headband and he puts it on just his his left arm and he's like he, he like even says like oh don't you need two or are you gonna put it on your forehead or what are you gonna do and he's he accepts the asymmetry for a moment like he's he's still like no it's gotta be neat and tidy like he's still you know he, he's got he some things have to be perfect but he's willing to accept some imperfection you know um <laughs> like because I, I guess he has to just clean off the headband to, to meet his uh, standards but it, like, can we delay the moon landing for like four hours you know <laughs> like, um so he's still being dumb but uh okay now we're at the popularity poll though so unless you had anything to add to that then we can talk about the popularity poll no i mean like it was a good character moment uh yeah. but you you kind of said it <laughs> um and I, I was death a kid was was he always at number one yeah i guess there was i if there was another popularity poll that like wasn't included in the volumes, because apparently they said like two time champion, and there, I looked it up, and there is another popularity poll, but I don't remember coming across it. I, I don't remember seeing the last one either. Um, but I feel like we might have talked about it. But um, but yeah, see, at least this time it may, like for at least personally speaking, it makes sense because kids had a lot of good stuff lately. So I'm like, yeah, kid, yeah, sure, he's the most, yeah, um, because obviously I prefer Maka. Um, but she's number two, and uh, it's Mock and Soul are number two. Like, that's acceptable. Like, honestly, actually, the top five, like, I just, I'm just looking at it now, and it's like, yeah, that's basically my top five characters in the series, you know? Um, you know, just not in the same order, but yeah, Death the Kid, Maka, Soul, Black Star, and Krona. Like, yeah, there we go. And then, um, Medusa's a little lower, which is understandable because she's a piece of shit. Um, but, uh, she's still a good character. Just a, just a gigantic piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I did think um, it was really amusing that Excalibur was so high. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, Excalibur's <laughs> there at, at six, um, ahead of some of the main characters, even. Right. Um, also, it was weird to think because, like, there's only like like it goes down to twenty second place, who has like five characters. Like, there aren't a lot of Solider characters. No. <laughs> like, I hadn't thought about that, but it's because it is only twenty volumes. But it's like it, it's it's weird because, like, I guess maybe it's you know what I know exactly what it is because every series so like you Akasho probably have the least amount of characters, but like. Every other series has a shitload of characters, basically. Naruto, Bleach, One Piece, Hunter, Hunter, uh, Fairy Tale, Rave Master, like just just sh- showering the audience with characters. But I guess there's a bunch of like minor villains and stuff missing too. Um, so like that just didn't get any votes. Like I don't see Mosquito or um, uh, yeah, you don't even see like Arachne or yeah, I don't see uh, Free um, So yeah. Um, so that yeah, there's actually quite a few characters myth- missing, but um, it didn't remind me that like yeah, I guess there's just like yeah, I guess I don't. To, it's weird to think, but like I don't know, maybe that there just aren't that many voters either, because I know it's like Shonen Jump's a huge magazine, so you know they get a shitload of votes, of course. Um, so maybe that's part of it too. I don't know how popular this magazine is compared to because like yeah, because it's I know. Go on. Well, yeah, because I was gonna say like the only other one we had read that wasn't Jump was Weekly Shonen Magazine, which is like the other big Shonen yeah, magazine. Yeah, like I was even pointing out during the Rave Master discussion that at the time that Rave Master was publishing, 
it, it was, was the most popular shonen right, magazine. The magazine was more popular than Weekly Shonen Jump, right? Um, briefly, you know, just for like a, a stretch of a few years, but that's still, you know, <laughs> that's still pretty notable considering it, Jump is otherwise such a big, you know, um, powerhouse. So, but yeah, this is a this is this is a, a more offshoot shonen magazine, so it makes sense that they wouldn't have as many votes. So. Um, that's probably, or maybe, they, and they, or they just didn't count all the like the smaller ones because we don't see the, the number of votes at all, basically. No. Um, so it's possible that like they just cut off everyone, like all the joke one one votes, like Bleach had a lot of those. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, so yeah, some of the adults are talking about like sacrificing themselves, and Maka's dad is like, "No, fight to live." Maka and Black Star reach the moon, <sighs> and Black Star grabs a laser beam. Out of midair and yeah. throws it back like it's a fucking arrow. <laughs> How is he even real? <laughs> and he just like he just drops to the to the surface of the moon. He's like, I'm a human being beyond understanding, and <laughs> he's an, he's a mad lad. <laughs> okay, this moment was really fucking funny. Um, sorry, because I just remember it laughed. So Shinigami's talking about, like, you know, we don't know if the witches are come. We have to trust them. And then, like, a fucking, like, shooting projectile hits the castle. And it's yeah, like, and it's those like, those fucking witches. witches. I knew those rotten bitches would attack. And it's like, no, it was just Excalibur. <laughs> it's like, also really funny because you don't <laughs> normally see death get super, like, angry or serious. <laughs> I'm not racist. Some of my students are witches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Tesco's like, oh, did you say that? And he's like, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just really funny. Um, uh, and there's another good moment with Kid. Oh my yes. god. Yeah, you, you you looked at your panels and so um, uh, Asusa, I think the glasses lady. Uh, she's you know talk, like you know questioning his decisions and you know basically you know like kind of what Shinigami just represented is just the whole like. Their systemic, di- um, di- you know, disregard of witches and they're like, you know, Azaza as this adult is like, you know, distrusting him and like they even associate with like adultness or childishness where it's like, and kids like, you know, well, if being an adult means, you know, cr- uh, blindly crushing ideals, then, or what was it? Um, I, yeah, I really liked the way he phrased it where it was, um, yeah, you know, merely it. holding ideals means nothing. You have to make the effort to realize them. If being an adult means stamping out ideals because experience says they have no future, then you can keep calling me kid. Um, um, ah, and yeah, like the so... <laughs> whole just holding ideals means nothing. You have to like actualize them. It's very oh, it's good. Well, yeah, it, and it's good it's shit. Good. Like I just realized it's good on two levels because one, it gives meaning to his name. Like he's just had this name, and he's like, yeah, Death the Kid for twenty two, twenty three volumes at this point. And he's just like, yeah, keep calling me Kid, and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. yeah, yeah. Because before, like Death the Kid, he's just it might as well be like Death Junior. Like he's you yeah. know he is related you know like his status is like in relation to his father like he is death's kid um yes, but now here but, he like claims that for himself yes and he's he, like yeah well, and also that like in doing that because like his whole issue like he sees his father as perfect and on some level he wants to be perfect but he also know you know he can't be his father but here he's saying i'm kid i'm not death i'm kid like he's accepting himself like yeah ah, it's so good <laughs> it's it's really good and like not so yeah it's not just like the wordplay but it's like a good good wordplay and a good character moment and like there's a reason kids shot up in my characters like 
So anyway, they charge to the moon. Um, and I guess you get the, the sort of payoff. And, like, things look really bleak for a second there. Like, the airship keeps hitting. And kids even, like, you know, wait, they're not coming? And But he holds on to his faith in them. Like, no, I believe in them. And then that's when they come. You know, like, when all looks bleak, he still held on to that sort of childish faith. And, I, you know, idealism. And the witches come in to save the day only at that point. And it's cool. <laughs> and now they're able to, like, teleport and um, soul protect to, to stop the clowns. And the counterattack starts. Uh, yeah, the two of the clowns fuse and then they get killed. And I don't have much to take away from them, even though... Because, like, the one lady clown is, like, the most consistent one throughout the whole conflict. But I'm like, you know, I, I didn't take much from her. I just thought some of her dumb... Th things she said were funny and we're about getting to the last uh, uh conflict and whew, there's the part where like um maka senses krona and ashura as krona is going to ashura and like there's like two whole full page spreads with just like a bunch of eyes and a bunch of like yeah. smudgy scratchy like yeah the build-up <laughs> is <laughs> what is this it's so like really striking visuals, and then and there's like, a lot like, of um. It's four. I forget if it's in, in a row. Holy shit! Yeah, I was gonna um, say I forget if it was in that exact moment, but there's also like the the pages where there's like the heartbeats, where it's just nothing but like the do doom. Um, yeah, it's like yeah, there's yeah, there's um. You're right. Five, five there's five two page spreads in a row because there's two heartbeats. And people or, complained um, about Kubo and the heart page. <laughs> I, <laughs> Oh man, I haven't even gotten to there in my reread, but uh, um, oh, see now you remind me of Bleach. I'm like, yeah, Bleach is good because I'm rereading it and liking it even more. But um, Ble Bleach is bad because no background. Soul Eater is bad because um, uh, no, not no Heart anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's just a good pages because you like you the heartbeats, the the madness sort of represented through like the really scratchy, like smudgy. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck? And then uh, ending with Ashura's like eyes. And you can even kind of see, like, looking at it now, like, you see his hair, and you can, you know, like, it's like, yeah, because the, the hair, the, that's, uh, the way it's striped is definitely reminiscent of, like, Kid, in a sense. I think yeah, I that say. was a reveal that, like, when it happened, I'm like, oh, duh. Like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> right. Um, especially because, like, you know, um, the anime doesn't get the chance to get that far. So, like, I have known of this character for oh, at least, like, so five years now, and, like, to finally have this new dynamic of, you know, like, oh, okay. he's re related to death and that, like, he is, like, he is death's madness and he is, you know, related to and Kid in that way. And, and it's like, spirit, whoa, right? and, like, the character design, like, <laughs> of course. Wait, so did he have his, like, human design in the anime? Or did he just yeah, have Yeah, the... he had the design, oh, okay. but um, I don't think they knew that so uh, well because like did he or did he show that did he have that design earlier in the manga i i, I can't remember right yes now. he he okay, did because you see mind. him a, okay. you see him for a bit before he um you know oh, leaves okay. that's like, right that's right because he's that all was, covered in like the 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 that was like a uh, month and a half ago so i'm like a little fuzzy on the details but uh i was gonna okay. say like he's all covered in like the bandages and stuff or whatever you know that the stuff wrapped around him but you do see his face for a bit that's or right. maybe you never know was, maybe the anime does right. also like make well, a reveal and i just completely well, forget there's the, like obviously there's gonna be in contact with the manga after like i've heard like instances like um like i remember with with um Gash Bell, I apparently like the author got hurt his hand and took like a several month hiatus, and so the anime had to have a premature ending. But there was like the the main antagonist, or what would become the main antagonist in the anime. I don't know if they're the final antagonist of the manga too. But like they had they 
the author, I guess, informed them of what that a certain attack he had was, and they used it in the anime, even though he hadn't drawn it yet. Basically, like they hit that because they're in. Con- so basically, it's like he, the, um, Okubo could have had this in mind and given them the design, you know, so that they could have used it if it wasn't in the manga. Is what I'm saying. Um, so I don't know. I like I don't remember back if they had that exact design in the manga. Like, but that's something that could have happened if that's the case. So, um, you know, there's precedent, is what I mean. Um, but anyway, Ashura wakes up, and the madness immediately becomes affecting everyone who can't deal with it. Oh, that's right. Noah did do something. He tries to fight Ashura for a bit, but it doesn't work out. Oh, that well, that's how Krona is able to slip in, I guess, because uh, Ashura is just, you know, dealing with Noah, and then um, Krona, like, is involved and is able to, like, uh, re- douses uh, Ashura, and they merge. But yeah, Free teleports uh, a bunch of people back to safety and accidentally teleports kid instead <laughs> or along with them yeah. basically <laughs> yeah i like the the way it's handled where kids just like oh you know even though we're still on the moon like everything's gotten really quiet it's like so quiet as <laughs> as quiet it's as like the we're... moon is distant oh wait <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah it's funny and then um you know which is you know good for like get letting um maka and, you know, the other characters have their moment while Kid's gone, because, you know, obviously Kid, when he gets back, he, he goes Sanzu. So it's, uh, you know, yeah, it, it, it works out well. And yeah, it's, it's, it's one of it's those cases where, I mean, like, sense. I guess Kid could have been around, but, like, he doesn't have much of a connection to Krona. Like, at least um, Blackstar has had, like, a couple moments. Um, yeah, and the But fight, really, it's, it's a Maka thing. Right, right, right. So, um... And, you know, like, yeah, yeah, he's definitely, like, doing things for, you know, convenience, but, like, it work- It makes it better because of that, so, you know. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, otherwise kids, like, like yeah, Black Star, um, you know, had some connection with Krona, and, yeah, it's it's fine. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't one of those moments where I'm like, oh, I see what you're doing here, Duh, <laughs> let's just get through it. It was like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing here, I like this. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, how Maka, I just noticed this line, and she, you know, she's like, we have no reason to be afraid of Krona, like, even though Krona's, like, Cutting off everything, you know, Maka's um, still going to be friends. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. That was interesting because Krona enforces the uh, the un- de-resonance of the souls. So, like, um, Blackstar and Maka aren't able to wield uh, Soul and Tsubaki properly. Basically making Krona's ideal world where everyone's yeah, like Yeah, all the, all the gears that, are yes, out of sync. No and... one can fit together. But um, Maka's dad is able to work with uh, Maka, though. And... Uh, which, you know, enables them to fight for a bit, but also that kind of, uh, like, they're like, yeah, family bonds. And that's like, you said the wrong thing. <laughs> Don't talk to Krona about family bonds, because that just, like, opens up some wounds and kind of. Yeah, like... I'm really, I'm really glad that it didn't. I mean, like, ver- it's very clear that, like, nothing is glorified about Medusa. And it's not like, oh, but you're re- you're still related by blood, so there's always going to be a... Con-. Like, no, fuck that. Um, yeah, no, you know, even that's... though, like, it, it's a good parallel with Maka and her father, because, like, even though he's not a great person, yeah, you know, he's still, he still... He tried to get better, and, like, he actually... Uh, there was, you know, they were able to kind of mend... Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, he um, as a person evolved where even though Medusa was all about going forward, you know, that was like she she didn't change. She never changed herself. And as a result, like in line with her ideals, she was killed by her own, you know, plotting. Yeah. So, and like, um, I don't I don't feel like this because um, sometimes stories will go in a way that like 
you know, prioritizes, like, blood relations over, like, found family. Um, and I guess, like, Corona doesn't really have, like, a... It's not... It doesn't... Like, this isn't framed in a way that, like, if Corona had some kind of, um, you know, like, found... Like, any kind of connection to Maka, that's not, like, undercut for the sake of... Oh, but because they're actually blood-related, like, Maka and yeah, they, they her father. Yeah, they touch on it, but it's not, like... At the end of the day, like, Maka and her father isn't, like, their strongest relationship, like... Um, yeah. And then, because and the, as we see with Kona and Ashara, is that like there are the they are these characters with these you know I mean they're not like connect like literally like soul resonating with them but it's like they're people who didn't you know really work out because of like bad blood relations so it's not just being like blood relation good you know Medusa loved you know she you know they, they, no they don't pull that they just you know it, they bring it up but ultimately it's like it's not the only kind of bond it's just a yeah. kind of bond and it's like yeah it, and it, like the only reason it really works with Maka and her dad in this in this specific instance is because like it's a permanent bond that you can't really undo in a sense, like the closest you can do is like kill, you know, in, in Corona's case, killing Medusa and removing the person that you would have a bond with. And like, and that's, that's like it. It's not like a stronger bond. It's just a more stable bond because it is based on this kind of objective, like blood DNA, you know, family relationship that like, you know, even a found family. Yeah. They're not blood family. That's like, but you know, they'll have, it's a different kind of bond though, you know? So it's like, um, right. It's not, it's not like making a hierarchy of like, which bonds are stronger. It's just like, um, bringing up yeah it is a connection that people have you know even if it's just blood and you know and obviously mock and her dad have more than that too so um yeah i guess um you know it is kind of in the sense that like just as um i guess it's kind of more of a kind of like a light and dark sort of view of this like if a family bond cannot be severed um, you know that's a positive thing for maka and um her dad but it's like a negative thing for Krona, because, like, even though Krona killed Medusa, like, that specter of Medusa still haunts them. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not to say that, like, um, yeah, it's you know, just like, it's, it's like, not, like, like I said, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't justify Medusa in any way. Um, it just, you know, like, yeah, obviously, no, there's, this, yeah, I don't know. The story is very, well, the story is very good about not doing, like, like, what's, what's positive about Medusa, really? <laughs> like, I can't think of anything. Like I think there's a degree um I don't know I've been trying I've been trying to wait until we get to the ending to really like cuz I I I'm not 100% satisfied with how Corona's character arc ends um Okay. Hmm. But like for the uh, I, I most I could, yeah I'll I'll oh here what you have to say for sure if you don't want to say it now you can wait or if you want to say it now cuz like I I every time I try to be like oh I'll talk about it later but then it's like I have to go into it now cuz it's just I'm just burning to say it so yeah if you can hold back you're stronger you're stronger than me so but anyway uh Krona being reminded of Medusa they sort of you know allows Asha to come out yeah and you do kind of get that like uh a brief little snippet where um it's kind of like a dialogue between like Krona and Ashura and um it's like you you knew um you know why did you seek me did you think you could take it upon yourself um which I guess was like you know did you think that you could cast this off completely because like we even see later that Krona still desires like a connection with Maka so mm-hmm. Krona can't 100% commit to the idea of being isolated and so it's like yeah. Krona going this far to absorb Ashura and try to become like Madness Incarnate, they they can't ultimately like d- like do that. I guess in their current form, I don't know. Like I don't know. They still have like a connection to someone that like keep prevents them from doing 
you know, from like absorbing, becoming the madness, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, because what, what I realized was like, that as you were saying that, is that like, like one of Krona's issues is that Krona can't completely shake Medusa and the influence that Medusa's had on her, like which, you know, wrongfully she sort of like accepts in a negative way. And um, like she pulls away from DDMA and, um, you know, and, and she's at this point because of that. But also like Maka is, is also this connection that she's made. And Krona can't completely get rid of Maka either. Like, you know, any bond you make that's meaningful like you're like yeah like Krona forgot I'm trying to think of like another example from like another series that does the whole like oh I thought I committed 100% to this thing I guess like Obito maybe um you know with the idea of like oh I cut off all my connections but but no you didn't really right because if you did then you wouldn't have your own motivation and you wouldn't have tried to you know do your own thing and 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 go against what Madara wanted right you know that's fair because and um but um, yeah, to finish my thought is like, yeah, Krona, you know, yeah, did take things from Maka and, and the, 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 their friendship. And um, so, you know, even though, yeah, like, like they, they still resonated at one point. So they still had that connection. So Ash, even Ashura, who like, you know, we don't, from what we've seen, never really like still resonated with anyone, at least not for any like lengthy period of time, um, you know, but Krona uh, does have that. So that's why they're not able to merge because um, I guess is maybe... Um, I'll think about it as I go forward. Um, but yes, they're able to um, resonate with their the weapons and like let's show Krona our souls, and um, they they get a cool team shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say that like my the amount of screen caps I had like m- more than doubled uh, just from this <laughs> reading alone. Like there was a lot of uh, whether it was just like really good art or um, you know things that i wanted to like keep tabs of yeah Uh, there was a lot of yeah like well one i'm noticing is like black star uses um masamune infinity where he's sort of taking from um mifune and that like he's using his sword style oh i didn't even think about that yeah he's like i I got the masamune thing but like infinity as uh, yeah hmm right so you know he's taking from his you know connection that they had during their fight the one that you know they couldn't um truly meet but you know he grew from that and now he's you know like he's even saying like oh i'm this ain't the old me and so he's using that growth in his sword style as he um like basically yeah everything like zero form masamune infinity like that's it's like almost like a coalescence of all the ways he's grown up to this point you can say and ooh, ooh, maybe it's a um because it's the zeroth form but it's infinity so it's like the perfect balance of nothing and everything whoa ooh. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> that's good <laughs> oh okay so i'm looking at the there's like a two-page spread where um like you, you see the contrast between kid and um ashura where but like because I, I i didn't realize that like the stripes on ashura's thing are supposed to be eyes that's probably what i should have seen first but like um yeah like but there's just this this spread that really highlights the white parts of the the eyes so the eye stripes on his like strands of hair and then kids sanzu lines because those are both like the um i guess maybe with ashura it's also like really broken up because um because you know ashura or ashura wasn't given that much from shinigami relative to kid like kid was just a normal person where ashura is just like the fear of like a cutoff you know so he's he's not quite complete in the same way so his like his lines don't connect at all basically like they're just, they're they're not even lines they're just like the whites of eye looking things on his transit hair you know it's all just kind of like it's more scattered where kids is more orderly you know is what i'm trying to say i guess but yeah last volume um 
Um, but yeah, like uh, I think Shinigami even says something about like yeah how he has no right to speak ill of Medusa, and um, you know because like yeah Ashura, which I you know is uh, I pretty clearly meant to contrast Ashura with Krona, I suppose in that sense where they're both like they're I guess they're able to connect to each other because they're both you know people who were like quote unquote made by their parents and also cast out by them. Um, like what we're we're introduced to Ashura who's like sealed away under DDMA by his own father. Um, so, but yeah, uh, Ashura extra- explains his deal, because Kid initially rejects it, but, you know, because that's kind of, I guess that's kind of, the, like, the his, like, Ashura's, like, mm, I guess the witches are his failure as, like, the instructor of DWMA, where, like, Ashura's is failing as a father, and so it's, like, another thing, like, because, again, Kid saw him as perfect, but now he's, you know, very clear that he's very, not perfect, you know, so. Oh, but that's, yeah, Ashura keeps, like, dismissing humanity where you know like like we said earlier is he's you know he's he's shinigami he's he's gonna be above god or he's gonna be a god above humans but like you know kid has become stronger by like connecting with and you know um growing with humans where uh and black star he like usher recognizes but he's a human who is just like got this insane power that you know like he said he's transcended god but um He's still human at the end of the day. He's just better than gods, which, you know, again, goes against Ashra's uh, ideal. Yeah, I really like the the page where he says, who the hell decided that human beings are weaker than gods? And it's just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so shonen. I love it. <laughs> and of course, then there's the part where he, like, Ashra fires a laser and Blackstar eats it and spits it back out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they're like, are you... Like uh, Asher's like, okay, that's that's fucking horrifying. Like, what I also, what I also like... really liked, and I'm actually really surprised because for how little screen time Ashura got up to this point, I'm very surprised with how much a lot of this paid off satisfyingly. Um, because like the when he has the little dialogue with uh, Blackstar, where um, Blackstar mentions him being fear incarnate, and so why why doesn't he even try to understand the fear of others? And um, he's like, well, that's what a god does. Why would I attempt to understand the misery of humanity? Uh, but then Blackstar, when he got his power up, you know, he's bearing ah, the regrets right. of those who were crushed in the pursuit of ultimate strength. So, right. so he got stronger he, by connecting to, to everyone, basically. Yeah. Tons of people. Um, where Ashra refuses to connect to anyone because he's a god, basically. Like, um, Yeah, and it's the thing where, like, later he... Um, you know, he Ashura says that, like, oh, you know, you are worthy of being recognized as a warrior god or something to that effect. And Blackstar's like, no, I'm a human. Um, you know, like... And I guess you can also... And so it, it's, it really... Fun. I don't know. It, I just think it works really well because, like, Ashura's yeah. like, oh, you know, you are worthy of being considered a god. But yet, you know, when Ashura says, like, this is what a god does, and Blackstar's like, no, that's not how... It's not how that should work. Um, it's just a really good contrast. No, yeah, well, and what I what I just ran, thought of while you were talking was how, like, like, Ashra and Krona are kind of trying to use each other. Like, they're not, you know, they're, they're which is, like, because they're trading who is in control of the body. Ba- like, they're one yeah. form, but they, like, swap forms. So it's, like, they're, you know, um, there's no connection at all, basically. But they're just, like, completely trying to use the other as a weapon, in a sense, or as a tool, in a sense. Um, which is also kind of, like, especially with, um, you know, Krona, like, Krona's used to that with uh, Medusa, so... Um, but then, uh, you know, Maka, as the humanist human, you could say, is sort of like pretty, you know, out of her depth, but she still refuses to give in to fear. And, um, you know, she has soul with her 
and like <laughs> she gets her cool dress and her scythe. Yeah, <laughs> see, like I feel like Soul Eater is one of the, like maybe the first. Mo- I can't think oh, of many I, I, other I, examples I, I throughout that, the but, podcast um... <laughs> where, like, I can't think of many other examples throughout the podcast where just like a costume change was like super hype, and I was like, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I skipped ahead for that because I, I just had to say because because like I, I'm skipping because like there's the part where she gets impaled and or let me let me skip through real quick because they fight for a bit. Um, kid accepts that he's going to be the next death god and you know he's finally you know accepted his you know even though he's imperfect he's still going to try and succeed his father and evolve, even evolve past him and that you know connects his third Sanzu line. Um, and you know Shinigami dies and you get this head spread with Excalibur and. Because I've it's seen that so page before, good. I just didn't know the context for it, and now I'm like, oh, shit. It's it's <laughs> so good. It's so good. Yeah. So you know, he's he's you know had his failings, but he's all you know he's he's able to pass things on, and kid kid gets his you know full. He's got the cloak, the cool cloak, <laughs> and like like they even shove like his, all of Asher's hypocrisy in his face, and he's just like, so what? Like he doesn't he doesn't care. Um, yeah, I like the the reveal. Um, because kid says that like oh I feel this intense madness of order like an intense madness so strong it could eclipse all human emotions, um, and but so yeah, like he... so it reveals that like death had this power that could rival the Kishin, but he trusted that you know humanity wouldn't succumb even in the face of this overwhelming madness, um, and so like that is you know still like you know kid continues to carry that you know he continues to carry that torch. Um, also, I'm noticing something else. So if you look at kids Sanzu lines that are floating off of his head, um, they got like a lot of jaggy parts coming them coming yeah. out of them. They're not symmetrical at all. <laughs> so, but uh... like, so, so, because I was even thinking like, oh, when the lines become complete, they become more symmetrical. But even when they are complete, they're not symmetrical at all. But that's fine. It doesn't matter to him anymore. Um, so in that in the same way, like at least, and so it it, it doesn't become a detriment to him. It's just something he's accepted and. In his like most powerful form, basically, but yeah, Ashura keeps calling humans scum, and Blackstar's like, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a human, uh, even though you recognize me, like, um, and Kid's like, well, I'm in the form of a human, and then Ashura ends up impaling Maka, which is really impactful. Like, God, the art, the art, <laughs> but um, but yeah, and then see, like the the reveal of the madness, it's oh, because I. Yeah, the smile, it's such got a... that callback <sighs> almost. <laughs> and especially because, like, Maka versus Krona is, is, like, one of my favorite fights of the series. So, like, for, to have the callback to that, it's just like, oh, the emotions. Right, and then we get the flashback to um, Soul first playing the piano, and then, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're going into the Black Blood. They're connecting to Krona while still, like, retaining their, you know, um, sanity by, you know, their, through, you know, their connection and stuff, and, god, it's such a cool costume with the, yes, the, 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 the big old piano, well, because, like, what's cool about the piano scythe is that, like, before we had Soul, you know, linking the, him, his, his pa- Eater and Evans, or I think it was Evans, Ethan, or? No, it's Evan. Evans. Okay, it is Evans, sure, and, but now he's, like, connecting that to Maka, like, he's opening up and connecting to another person about it in a sense like he's not and so the, the music becomes anymore. the weapon and it's right and yeah. and not only not his weapon but maka's weapon um in their connection basically oh yeah because it's a thing where um maka had said that she never really understood music and so she couldn't really re- she couldn't really connect but now she's oh, like participating yeah, yeah, yeah. in the the playing of the music and it's that's right <laughs> And yeah, there's a part where like Blackstar gets hit and Maka's blaming herself, but Blackstar is like, I'll be fine. 
And then there's a fucking exchange where Subaki's like, your spine. And he's like, eh, if my spine gets ripped out, I'll stay upright with my muscle alone. And at this point, I wouldn't put that past him because yeah. <laughs> what is he anymore? Like, um, he, he's broken his limiter, basically. Um, and you got the, um, you know, Killick helps out on, from the ground sniping. Um, yeah, when, when all the people get, uh, when they get yes, involved and they help out. It's it doing the so shonen cool. thing, the power yes. of friendship thing, but it's yes. like, ah. Never underestimate the power of friendship. Musica, your words resonate, soul resonate <laughs> through um, this other author. Because, <laughs> yeah, Stein's, like, I, the scale of it, like, I was just like, the scale of this is insane, because Stein's throwing fucking lightning bolts with Marie through the fucking, like, to the moon, too, like, God. Uh, and yeah, like you said, Maka's playing, um, and they do this, their big old, you know, like, Blackstar hold, and Kid hold Kishin, so Maka, the human, can deal the final deal the final blow. <laughs> or I think it's the final blow. Yeah, it is. Because um, that allows her to get inside. Yeah, um, you had, like, the witch hunt, the demon hunt, and now we get the Kishin hunt, and it's, yes. oh! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So good. Anyway, they're inside, and, um... The inside Ashura with Krona. Um, Krona was soul eaten. Roll credits. <laughs> but yeah, Krona's uh, self pitying, and Maka comes in and um, decides to you know believe in um, Krona anyway. So do you want to talk about what you uh, had to say about Krona's ending? Because I'm, I'm just gonna skim through it again. But uh, well, yeah, I guess like to kind of go back to what I was saying earlier um, with the whole like Krona could never like fully commit to being the um like the embodiment of madness because um you know like they even mention like despite the fact that everyone you know kind of fades into the nothingness uh within the Kishin, like krona still has a form like krona still clings to some sort of hope um mm. and i like how that could, that gets thrown back in their face later where maka's you know, Krona says, like, I have this weird obsession that, you know, you'd come here and see me. Like, I've been fixated on this. And Maka's like, you don't call that believing in someone? And it's, oh, it's, <laughs> ah. Yes. Yeah, and, like, they're able to, you know, they, they have faith in each other. And, um, like, like Maka says, I'll come back for you. And Krona says, I believe you. Like, she's able to, or Krona's able to, ah, they're able to, ah. <laughs> I like how you get the, the Maka chop again. But it's like, hey, where'd you get that book? And it's like the book of, so it. <laughs> Right. It ends up, you know, like the running gag ends up getting uh, a, a payoff here. So it's like, oh, I just happened to find this book lying around. Oh, it's got a uh, brew. <sighs> yep. And they're able to um, soul resonate their courage, their, you know, will to fight this madness and fear. Um, and they beat him. They cut, the Maka cuts back out. Yeah, I think um, the only, yeah, like I said, there was, there was part of this that I didn't fully enjoy. Um, because, again, like, as I was going through this, um, and I knew some people, I think, had, like, some weird thoughts about the ending. And I was like, okay, well, if Soul Eater just doesn't do this one thing, I'll be good. And I guess they technically didn't kill Corona, but... Yeah. Eh, I don't oh, know. Like, I'm not... Gotcha. Yeah, it, Corona's like, kind of just, like... It, it's not that I dislike how things played out, but it would have been, like, I would have just appreciated it a lot more if... Because, like... You know, the whole thing with, like, Corona's abuse and clearly, like, they still are, like, dealing with the trauma that Medusa has left them with. Um, I, yeah, I think I see where you're going with this. And so, ahead. like, I, there, it, it does kind of get this sort of tragic spin to it, which I guess is, you know, it's it's fine. Um, but I would have, like, really, 
I don't know. It would have really won me over if, like, the character... Not even saying that, like, oh... Because, like, like all the build-up to this point in the story is that, like, Krona, you know, no matter what they do, they will still have the specter of Medusa haunting them. Um, so, like, no matter what, Krona will still... You know, people are still gonna have to work with Krona. But, like, I would have liked to have it end in a way that, like... Not even necessarily that, like, Krona... You know, like, Krona can just sort of be, like, a normal person in society to to an extent like ah, what's the specific way i wanted to phrase this um like Uh, yeah there's definitely uh, well here like i understand let me frame it it real quick so like because i guess maybe what you're what the issue might be is that crona is a person who never fit in with the world like you know as a a cog uh, they were like incongruent and at the end of the story crona is not in with the world, even though, like, at least the world I mean, like, is more fit to Krona in a sense. Like, we'll, we'll talk about in a moment, but like, yeah, Krona's not there, and it so in in a way, Krona's still like distant, and like, like Ashura rejects humanity, who ever rejects everything, so it makes sense for Ashura to be sealed away, you know? Yes. Um, but Krona being also stuck there, kind of like that's kind of that's yeah, that that is sad on some level for Krona, even though it's it's there's this like we'll come back for you, and we don't see that. Like maybe part of it is also like there's a redemption, the like like Sasuke. People are still mad about Sasuke not getting punished enough when he was exiled for the village for killing, like, a couple samurai and trying to kill a bunch of other people that he didn't actually kill. Where Krona (laughs) killed an entire city, like, massacred a city of innocence. And, you know, so maybe, like, by putting Krona out of the story in this way, he kind of doesn't... Okubo doesn't have to address that, which would take up more page time and, like, like, is Krona going to jail for a bit? Is this... Uh Like, stuff like that. It's, like... Uh, there's a lot of like stuff to address. Yeah, no, like I, I'm not. Like, I'm definitely not I saying that care. it's like oh, I, like, bad yeah. writing, no, I, see, I, unsatisfying I would, conclusion. Yeah, yeah. No, um, no, it's um, I, I, I can't, yeah, it's like that was just the thing I thought of as like maybe that's why he didn't in this sense because like yeah, I, um, I did like the way that you you phrased it about you know like they could never fully fit into the world and so they still kind of exist outside it. Like I do, I do kind of I, I get that and I kind of appreciate that in some extent. Um, I mean, like I was, I, I like I, I, even saying that I'm, ho- I would hope for something happier, like Krona. You know, even if, well, like, well, like what would happen with Kim and Ox but, is like, if the yeah. world, if you won't fit into the world, I'll, ma- I'll find, I'll make you a home in the world, you know, or I'll be your mm-hmm. home. Like, you know, Maka could be that for Krona, but Krona's, yeah, know, I think of the world you, you had also kind of said something like, um, Krona can't really like conform to the world, so, and I think you had said it that like the the world could do more to like conform to Krona if that makes sense. Yeah, well, that's and, like, something. Like, I guess that's, that's kind that's, of more of like what, what I'm what looking happens, for. Like, I guess it, well, because it's kind of you know like of. how like the the witches kind of get like the conclusion where like oh we we can restructure the world like we can make this work and it is implied that like they will go back um to like you know they will go back to meet Krona like that is still yeah. a thing that can happen um I don't know I. It, it again it's 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 very much a nitpick it was um something that like if it had been handled slightly differently it's not that i don't like how it went i just would have like really appreciated if it had went yeah, well, a little differently because like crona's the character you know we both of us connected to the most so it makes sense that you you know um you you you'd, you'd want a little bit more even if you you're not like completely dissatisfied that you didn't get it but it's like well what if you know that's fair which is fair um, like I, I guess not, there's a maybe there's a bit story, but um, yeah, like maybe there's a degree to which like I'm kind of like trying to get this to fit into like my morals because obviously <laughs> like the stuff with trauma and stuff is very tied to mental health, and so I think like you know we're kind of like in a um, we're in a state mm. where like people could be more knowledgeable on mental health and like Definitely. the the systems in place 
could be more you could be more uh what's the word they could be more accommodating and so like i kind of see that with corona as kind of still existing outside of the like i i feel like they're you know, I guess that's kind of like what I want to see in the story is like, here are the systems that are currently in place and they're trying to be more accommodating to a person like Krona. But again, maybe I'm moralizing a bit too much there. Um, like I said, it's not, I don't think it's a bad way that it ends. It's it's personal preference, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, we're almost done. So moving on, because uh, I didn't have anything to add um except yeah no that's that's my big rant out of the way no no, it's fine that's fine but yeah they they, you know they're they're back on earth um kid comes to terms with his uh father dying and um excalibur keeps fucking talking over his like yeah it's (laughs) let the shit let the man (laughs) grieve anyway so then uh, going back to like what i said about chronos so like I, I don't mind the idea of like basically like they talk about the whole world becoming in love with boobs because and I, well, I think that they, they sent, mentioned that it has to do with like Krona is her Krona's like um, issue with or or no, that's what uh, kid speculates that it has to do with like um, Krona never having received uh, motherly love from Medusa, um, you know. So you know, Krona sought breasts, which um, and now has affect everyone on the moon basically through basically like everyone's kind of connected with Krona a bit, and like it's even I think there's even like. Like the, the they talk about how the the increase of boob men over butt men. So like I I don't mind the idea of like you know even though Krona couldn't fit in the world now like the world is a bit more attuned to Krona in a sense. I just wish it had been with a character trait that had been established before this point. I yeah I didn't even consider that it was like there was a thematic thing here. Like the only yeah, th- <laughs> like the at most the most I got out of it was um how, like how there was the. Yeah. There was the thing with Soul and, and Maka and um, Blair, and like yes. how at the start of the manga, I had complained about like, oh, well, why is Maka beating up on Soul? Because, um, you know, he's not really the one responsible here. But it was kind of tied to her like hangups with her father about like, you know, her father was a womanizer, so um, she would assume that like Soul would be the same way. But it gets it gets flipped on its head here, and so that's a bit of like, uh, I, 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 you know, I see what it's going for, um, that like <laughs> Maka is more involved in what's going on as opposed to just reje- rejecting things outright it's kind of like a it's a it's definitely a different way of handling it um <laughs> yeah, that's, like, I guess, but i like, hadn't considered that there was more that it's like it's supposed to be like a okubo yeah, well, is so fucking galaxy brain with this <laughs> oh stuff. if you like, think this is galaxy brain read sword no toshimono and plunderer and see and v- oh, that'll woke, open the third eye like no this is good though this is like yeah it's uh because like because I've de- people have definitely heard, you know, don't like the last chapter I've heard, and like, but in general, like I've noticed a lot of Western fan bases don't like the sexual stuff. And ge- like speaking as you know, me who kind of like doesn't mind it, and you who leans to disliking it, you know, we we very much get that. And this is like that, but it, there's it's there there's meaningful things there too. So it's like you know, and you've even said that like the that's gonna make you most likely to accept it is when there's a purpose to it, you know. And in this case, yeah, like, like I, I didn't consider something. the like the whole. D- line about Krona and stuff like I thought it was just a joke I, and that's all I took it for I didn't consider that there was more of a, a meaning to it or yeah because like how I framed it with like the world versus Krona which has been their whole like conflict basically um but uh yeah and and yeah like there's other things like um like yeah you were, you were saying about Maka because yeah she's more accepting of it um you know uh then 
It definitely it, it makes me think of like the way Nisi Oisin uh, will characterize people through sexuality and monogatari, which like it's it's a thing where it's like it doesn't always click. Um, a lot of the times it might even be like a little problematic. I don't. <laughs> but like there's there's like a purpose to it. Like it's used for a reason. Um, and so like it's just how people come up with this stuff is fascinating in its own way. Like this is how they think to tie this all together Ugh, couldn't be me <laughs> right like this is how he ends this manga that went on for like what like 10 years like <laughs> yeah yeah like, it was at least 10 years boob jokes um, <laughs> right um though another thing i noticed is that like you know a lot of the series focused like like obviously not the entire series like killick and kid use two weapons but most of the most of the characters are use like i you know are they're they're a pair but every single main character we see in the in the sequence with like Maka's with Soul and Blair, um, Ki- uh, Black Stars with Subaki and Angela. So if you, I, I just thought about and kids still with the Thompsons. But I thought about like, okay, if you want to talk about the evolution ideas, maybe like um, understanding between th- more people would be more common in, in, with these three combinations of you know like because like you know which you could also actually come to think of it, kids always been an evolution on, on from Shinigami in that regard because Shinigami only used one weapon and kids always used two. You know, so I just saw that as like an advancement, uh, sort of like, yeah. Holy crap! Um, <laughs> there's a lot, yeah. <laughs> so basically, what you were saying, is, no, I'm, I was <laughs> gonna say what you're saying is that, my, <laughs> yay, polygamy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that that is kind Maybe. of interesting, though. Like, huh? Well, polygamy is really uncommon. Like, almost no, like, major cultures do it, so it's, like... And it but is, so also, it's kind of just a yeah. natural, like, huh, you know? Like, yeah, because, like, cause... Thinking, uh, thinking about that, like, that's another thing you could read into this ending, which is, like... And again, like, it all flew over my head. Like, I'm just like, oh, it's just, like, a jokey end thing. It's ending on a joke. Uh, that... I have, to th- I have to think about this a lot. Like clearly, there's a lot that has there's a lot that I need to process no, about this final like, chapter. Because like yeah, there's some loose ends like we talked about, but Okubo I definitely feel like improved as both an artist as a storyteller as he went on because he ties a lot of this up together really well. And um and like I said, my friends who um like who were on Vinny and what who were on the Fire Force discussion, they are honestly like depending on how it ends, it might just be str- one of their favorite manga of all time. Like they're really liking how it's going so far. Um so. And by this ending, I could see see like why they might be inclined to think that yeah, yeah, it could be even better because like this last arc was the best arc of Soul Eater, you know, like it, a lot of it was on point. And like I said, so I don't know, yeah, it was it's just really solid. And yeah, it ends with um, Soul plays the song. He's you know fully accepted his identity. You know, everyone's there celebrating. Oh yeah, that's what I thought about is um, oh, that's right because like uh, when we see the force uh, the bit for Maka's new you know like chrono like affinity for breasts when she like hugs Marie and she's like boobs I mean um oh you also have two soul resi- soul, soul wavelengths um I guess that was one thing I thought about when like if you wanted to establish this thing about Krona and breasts earlier is like she has interacted with Marie and DWMA with all which has Subaki and the Thompsons like Blair like there's other characters with boobs and I maybe and maybe maybe there was some stuff that I missed but um I you know I just would it would have been It's neat also to see it like it's not a thing you would think to look for in the right, earlier chapters it. like maybe there's just like one panel where Krona's just like her the Krona's eye, eye is looking at the boobs of another character and it's just like really subtle like that's yeah that could, that could have been the case I'd have to go back and look look through it cuz um if that's the case then Okubo's galaxy brain <laughs> yeah 
Okubo was just super subtle about it because shonen are typically very in your face about their themes for Okubo to be subtle it's I mean like not obviously if if there was anything like he's calling attention to it here at the end so it's still um, yeah so it's like because you know it's it's appealing to younger readers and stuff and it's not you know some people will decry um the opposite of subtlety which I'm not thinking of the word directness um you know, if yeah, it, if well, a story's not subtle, it's not deep. It's not complex. Yeah, it's not yeah, see, interesting. And that, like I just wanted to like because I think definitely think people overvalue symbolism and subtlety because like those are quote what like you know the the oh good stories have those things but like shonen is intended for younger audiences and they're supposed to be introduce you to these concepts so it's like by calling attention to them after doing them you know but like like Bleach gets a lot of bad rep for not having good writing. But it's actually one of the mo- most well-written shonen I've I've read, and the symbolism is insane. Like the man uses so many symbols, I'm like, is this real? Like, um, like I I I, I need to give Bleach a lot more attention, um, because I'm I've only started my reread. I'm like 200 chapters in, so I still got ways to go. But um, it's like, so but yeah. So on one hand, I want to value these things, but on the other hand, people overrate them. So it's like you know, it's they're like, I don't know, um. Uh, we're off topic, <laughs> I, I, um, but yeah, a, uh, Maka wants to, you know, bring their sound to the world, and um, so, you know, save Krona, of course, and Soul Resonate, connect everyone, and the power of friendship, <laughs> you could say, and there, that's it, that's the end of Soul Eater. <sighs> we're not done yet, though. <laughs> okay, um, so... I guess before we get on to the arc rankings and stuff, uh, final thoughts? Um, um, like ratings well, and stuff? A, a, a random aside I thought of, because, um, like, as the story was going, like, very early on, I think I had made a tweet, something along the lines of, uh, Stein is a is an aromantic bisexual icon. And, like, part of it is because I had this, like, jokey ship between him and um, Maka's, Maka's dad. dad. Yeah. Because, like, you know, it was tied into, like, the, the weapon things, and, like, oh, he, you know, he in the fight against Krona, like, they work together. Uh, but now with, like, the whole polygamy thing, it's like, ooh, it, it's, my ship isn't rejected. <laughs> no. Um, anyways, that's irrelevant. <laughs> no, that, that, that's, no, I like it. Um, so anyway, uh, I guess final thoughts. I'll give mine uh, first. So I, like, honestly, after that that last discussion, I'm like, yeah, Soul Eater. Um, but at the end of the day, I think I have to give it a set, a, like, a, like a strong, a decent or strong seven because, like, there were a fair amount of parts of it where I was just like, yeah, this is happening, you know, where it's just like, like, um, you know, it's, it's fine. Um, uh, but the, the parts that are good are really good. So like, especially the ending, like, holy shit, like, um, just going over it again, do- discussing it. Like I noticed more than I did reading it. Like, goddamn, <laughs> um, the ending's great. Um, so what about you? What would you give it? See now, I'm not. I'm not sure because, like, I don't know how much of my judgment of things now are based in like the recency bias of just having finished it and the later material being as good as wrapping it was, things up because it was so really well. Good. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I had originally. So, when I watched the anime back in like 2015, I gave it like a five out of ten. Like, I thought it was it. You know, with the way th- things had ended, which I don't even remember how the ending for that goes so I'll have to revisit it definitely um but like you know it it definitely had like a distinct aesthetic but it you know it, the I, I was more nitpicky about certain things I guess it just didn't really resonate mm-hmm. right you mentioned some um, of your earlier nitpicks that you were, were now you're like it's fine it doesn't matter you know right 
<laughs> yeah, because now even like the the sexuality stuff, or you know, just some of the more um, crude jokes, like ended up having a payoff, um, even if it doesn't make like the earlier jokes any funnier. Um, right, even if so, they're not funnier, still is like, well, is to add something to the story, you know? Which yeah. Right. So I had I had originally uh, after finishing the manga, I had I had upped my score to a seven, but after this discussion, I'm thinking I might even give it an eight. Um, I'm, but again, I'm like I'm not sure. Right? Yeah. No, I, I'd I have to think on it more, it and like having the con, I'd probably want to revisit it um, because that's what we always do on the podcasts. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the because thing like about, the the later material recontextualizes a lot, and so like going th- it, for for someone like Kid, it took a while to build up to his payoff. But when it did, it yeah. was very it was very satisfying. So I don't know. Like I don't know if I revisited the earlier material a third time. Um, if that would make it any more interesting, um, but it's, I don't know, it's something I might be interested in doing It would be eventually. more likely after this time than after watching the anime, probably, you know, because um, now you have the full picture in mind of where it was going, you know, where the anime yeah. kind of just ends off and left you, like, with half the story. Um, yeah, so, like, I think I'd also given Naruto an 8 out of 10 after we had finished it. Or after I'd made the Talk No Jutsu think, video, yeah. at least. Yeah, um, I think I gave it and I think, too, but, um. I think Soul Eater, like, just to kind of give context to the score, like, I think Soul Eater has higher highs than Naruto, maybe even. Mm. Um, but I think it has that lower lows. That I'm not lows. sure about, but... Um, like, again, I'm like, gonna, like well, maybe, maybe I'm myself. a little biased on how strong the ending was. Like, maybe I need to think on it a bit. Um, mm-hmm. But that this is kind of like my, my gut reaction in the moment. Like, this is... This is how I feel. Like, I don't think Naruto had a character that clicked with me as strong That's as, like, fair. Corona did. That's fair. Um, so, like, at least in that regard. Uh, I don't know. Soul Eater is good. No, yeah, definitely. Um, really solid read. And, uh, oh, yeah, it, like, the good stuff is really good, like I said. Anyway, um, so, yeah, arc rankings. Um, I'll, do you want to go first? Or... Well, because we did just decide to divide it up into uh, yeah, sagas, right? More like Cause sagas, because there's like there's like a dozen or so arcs, and nobody wants that. So we're just divided into the um, um, Medusa invasion, the... arachnophobia, and war on the moon, basically. So which um, I think they're all pretty clear. Like Medusa invasion is basically that arc and everything before it. Arachnophobia is ever is that arc and everything before it until Medu- except Medusa invasion and before, and then war on the moon is everything after the time from time skip to the ending, basically. Um, so. I would say my probably my least favorite arc is probably honestly arachnophobia is like yeah it had some good stuff we have but the same also, arc rankings okay we we, we don't need we, yeah it had good stuff but it also had probably some of the more boring parts for me where uh the first arc yeah the the, the Medusa invasion had like Maka versus Krona so it's got like even though it's got some of the iffier stuff it's also got some of the some like it builds into those highs actually you know what yeah I just realized you could almost say that like um. The arc ranking is also like Krona good moments ranking. Like when did the good Krona <laughs> moments happen? That's and the arachnophobia best arc. doesn't have Krona really, so yeah, <laughs> right. And so, or do do you have anything to add on those two? Or well, two? I think like even you know because we did structure the arachnophobia reading a little weird, but I think that like even might have hurt us possibly putting I, putting I it all put this way, but because like in retrospect, like this arc ranking is how I would have divided like the 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 reading is we just read Medusa Invasion and then we do up to arachnophobia, which would have been longer, but it would have been th- three episodes total, and then we would have just done the War on the Moon, which also would have been, actually that one maybe not because that would have been like another four hour discussion. So yeah, I um, mean, I do, yeah, I, I I agree. Like you know, as far as arachnophobia being being uh, the least interesting and the war on the moon being the most, 
like arachnophobia i don't know there's like like i i do like how it ended and i like you know we got like the the maka medusa or the maka uh arachne her name arachne like the maka arachne <laughs> fight was good and there there were a lot of good little moments sprinkled in there um yeah, I don't know. Black, it just uh, it doesn't deliver. Had, like, yeah, Black Star versus Mithune too. So it's like you know. Yeah, Black Star. Mo- yeah. So it's not it's not like it's a bad arc, but it no, just, definitely it's, it's just like there's less that stands out compared to the other stuff. Like and yeah, even though there's you know some parts about the beginning of Rocky, it's like it also had some really great stuff. Like Med- like you know Medusa is also really like she's you know really good. So um right so she, you know, her being having more focus in the invasion a little by a little bit like that you know helps tip it a little bit for me and then. Of course, yeah, we both agree with the War on the Moon being the best, where it's just like it gives you all the payoff. It gives good moments for everyone. Um, it does. It you know it, it. It's just we just discussed it for three hours and had a you know it was really fun and good. Uh, so do you want to do characters first or fights? Uh, we should do characters because I don't right. have my fights listed. <laughs> so I know we both have the first. We'll we'll, we'll start from five and go up. But um, or actually, I guess I should number mine, huh? Well, I'll give a quick honorary mention to Medusa because I don't think she's quite in my top five, but she's, uh, she, well, as we said earlier, she's terrible, but great. She's, I feel like our top six are the same, like maybe not in the same order, but there's going to be the same characters. That's why I want to do like try and go up from five. I just need to think about it real quick. Um, yeah. Cause like for me, I'd probably give an honorary mention to soul. Cause like he's good. Um, it's just that I think, you know, the Mm -hmm. characters who actually make my top five ended up just kind of inching gotcha. him out so, all right so then my fifth would probably or i'm guessing your fifth is medusa or my fifth is uh it's kid like he's oh, he's yeah. good um but I, I yeah i have i have medusa above him i'd probably give soul like soul is my number five um with kid being number four i think then my number three would probably or wait did you give your number four yeah my number four would be medusa medusa yeah that's fair because um you Blind love to hate her, I yeah, guess, exactly. is like the best she's, way to sum up her character. Yeah, she's terrible at all, but she's really good, too. Um, number three is probably Blackstar. Like, he had good character stuff. He's he's a fun idiot. Like, you know, he fucking throws a laser beam. <laughs> How is he real? Um, yeah, I, I, f- I feel I feel kind of bad having Blackstar above Maka, because Maka's a very good... She's a very ah. good character. She's a very good protagonist, very shonen. Um but like yes. I, I don't know, like Black Star is very you know shown in badass, does all the the hype shit. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's no, just a, a, a personal thing. That, that you know. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like I like Maka because you know her struggles, her growth, her like. Um, so I just liked her a bit better than Black Star. You know. Um, I would say here's actually this made me think of something. Um, you know, like we've gone through all the for. for as we continue to go through shonen, we could do something like a, a shonen protagonist ranking. Because I would, th- I was thinking that, like, you know, as far as like the protagonists we've gone through, I'd say Maka is one of the more interesting. That would be interesting, yeah. Because uh, that's true. Like, because, because hmm. like, depend it certain stories like this, the protagonist very much carries the story, and then in others, the protagonist is not like the protagonist is one of the le- one of the le- the words I'm looking for. One of the like least, not maybe not least in interesting, but lesser interesting characters. Yeah, like I, I know. Um, yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's because uh, Maka's really good. But um, uh, yeah. But at the end of the day, we are both of our number ones were Krona. Who yeah. Just like 
the Corona moments hit the hardest. And like, yeah, it. Uh, you you have more to say, I'm sure. But if you want to go on, go in. Um, I mean, is there anything I, I can really say that I haven't said already? True, um, true. right. Like um, I don't, I, I, like I'm sure Corona. There are other characters who explore the general sort of subject matter that Krona's character explores and maybe in ways that would appeal to me more because when you do take a subject matter like this and it's framed through an action story, uh, like there are certain subjects that uh, like, I'm not saying it's bad that it's framed through an action story. It's just, you know, certain things are going to be handled differently. Um, But no, I I do. I do really like, I do really like like one, I guess on that note or yeah, like, cause one example is like, you know, an abused character is fundamentally like, they're they're depowered by their parent, but in action story, Krona has to have power. So like that, it, you know, it, all, it it makes Soul Eater better for that. But it's also like something, you know, it's a concession made in that sense. So like, there's less stories that you could tell with that, mm-hmm. you know, if you just look, if you just compare like what you can do in an action shonen versus what you can do in any story. Like, it's just true of any trope or John Earth thing, and you know, idea. But um, just that was just an example I thought of. So um, yeah, yeah, because like in action stories, do, or, you can definitely have going. antagonists where like negative things fuel their power, like they are the source of their strength, and that's where a lot of ideological conflicts come from. But like with Corona, it's less of an ideological conflict, and it's more just like circumstance. I don't know. Well, no, it it is an ideological conflict because it breeds it it bleeds into like the madness and order stuff. I don't know. It's very good. Sorry, one second, my uh. Yeah, I didn't catch that. I'm sorry, because Discord freaked out. Um, oh no! I'll I'll just re-listen to it. Um, yeah. So let's start the. Uh, I guess we'll finish off with the uh, the fights <laughs> if you have any, because I don't. I I I can't rank them, but I'm pretty sure. Um, I mean, okay. I think our favorite fight would be everyone versus Ashura and Krona at the end, like because it just like does a lot. I would still probably say I prefer the, the original Maka versus that's, Corona. That's fair. That's fair. Cause I, I think I might like the Ashura one a bit better, but Maka versus Corona is like a close second. Um, I don't know. So. It has like the, I don't know, like for Corona, like even though it's not the ending of their character arc, it has like a, a, a note of hope and like, it has kind of like a cathartic, I don't know, emotional yeah, conclusion. I don't know. I just, I just really like it. And like the whole, integration of the madness uh, like it's not i don't know like the the ashura fight is good like it's it's i think it's rare that the final clash because it tends to be a lot grander in scale so sometimes i tend to get lost um not necessarily that i don't appreciate the ideas that are explored or anything but like the execution doesn't always gel with me because sometimes people are just like throwing around planets or whatever um <laughs> you know they, you know they get their powers get so big that it's just Madara decided to throw another meteor <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, <I> know. <laughs> but but here it's not even that it's not like grand in scale but it's just i don't know the way it all ties together and you know ashura like the fact that he reflects all three of the main characters in interesting ways it's i can see why it, it would why it would be your favorite like it's it's a good final fight yeah um absolutely um the only other fights i really had were uh the black star versus mifanes especially yeah. like two and three um no the first one is also good so I, maybe i'll just say all of them oh I, and like i said earlier i was gonna ma- maybe th- mention uh black star versus kid but it's hard to like quantify like it's a conflict yeah but as a fight, like, you know, like, th- there's more to a fight than just the ideological conflict and the talking, even though, like, that aspect of that conflict is really good. But as far as the fight goes, it's just, like, they hit each other for a bit. And it's like, okay. 
you know, like, it, you know, it's not integrated into the fight in the same way that I like in other things, you know, um, but I'll still mention it because I, because it was good. And like, these are characters, like it, when you do stuff like, like the Luffy versus Usopp and you put these two characters who have been comrades, the whole series against each other, yeah. like, you know, of course good, th- good things are coming, kind of come out of it. Cause there's a lot of context there. And so, you know, um, did you have any fights that I didn't mention or did you want to say anything about the fights that I mentioned? Um, no, I think the only other fight I maybe would have considered. Um, oh, Maka versus Arachne, or Maka and Soul versus Arachne, or I mean that that's good too. But I was also kind of thinking Stein versus Medusa. Um, mm-hmm. There, because like the whole thing of like motion versus yes, like they have good um, contrast, and it was um, yeah. Yeah, I'm almost a little disappointed that not much more came of that. Which is, I guess, I can go watch the anime if I really want more uh, <laughs> of the, of that dynamic explored. Um, which is probably what I'll do at some point. I'll maybe not rewatch the whole thing. I mean, at some point I'll probably want to rewatch the whole thing, but I will, I don't know, maybe just watch that last arc and I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe we can do a little discussion. I don't know. <laughs> maybe we'll figure out something. Um, so anyway, next time we will be reading Boruto, as I said. Um, so we'll be reading, um, Scarlet Spring, which is like the Naruto epilogue slash Boruto prologue. It's like 10 chapters and Borcha chapters one through twenty-three. So, um, so, so I, I, I don't know if the chapter is actually longer than average chapters, but fairly short reading. But we could be on that for a while. It's, it's, it's Naruto. You know, we, we both have a lot of context, and I don't think we're gonna get to. It, no, I'm not gonna do my reread of Naruto till afterwards. But like, I've been talking about it lately for reasons. But uh, I mean, a lot has changed since we did Naruto, so it's possible that, that we might end up re like. Like recontextualizing it, that, oh or revisiting, or watch our reading of Boruto, like this really maligned series, be like ultimately more positive than our Naruto discussion, just because <laughs> of like how much we've changed, you know. Or even if we don't like it nearly as much, we're still just mo- we're able to be more reasoned and you know find the value in things, and just <laughs> that'll be funny. Because, um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, just, just like I said, Scarlet Spring one through twenty three. Uh, don't forget to vote in the poll for between uh, Ashton Joe and Kinikuman. Um, yeah, I'm esti- like I said, I'm estimating four episodes for each, though, so, um, like, watch us, we're gonna, like, well, because Joe is only, like, 20 volumes long, Kinikuman's, like, 37 volumes long, I just don't expect Kinikuman to be as dense of a series to discuss, which is why, um, I think four, four episodes is fine for both, but, uh, so yeah, I'm curious, I'm curious about both manga, so, go vote in the poll, thank you for watching, and, again, if you want to suggest, if you want us to read certain things, like Shaman King or, or, uh, Gosh Bell, like I said, so wait around and get your chance in the patron poll. So thank thanks you for, for suggesting Soul Eater. This was yeah. a, this was a fun time. This was, I, you know, yeah. It, um, it, it sadly it got like the least views of an Enzo series, but you know, hey, it's for the patrons anyway. And well, you know, we're still getting good comments and stuff, so I, I'm not too fussed about the views. But um, it is something I, I try to pay attention to because it's interesting to see like where the you know uh you know how the how it goes up and down, but um. Anyway, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.